0: simpsons index an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast this is the podcast hello listeners welcome to episode 60 of the simpsons index for this milestone episode i am mildly stoned your host elliot j (laughs) o'neill and joining me in the studio this afternoon
1: yes it is (laughs) afternoon
0: and joining me in the studio this afternoon is bt
1: you can't prove that
0: And Phil. Also here. Hello. (laughs) Present. (laughs) Yes, thank you guys for joining me for the 60th ever index. Feels good. Feels good. 60 is a big number. Didn't think being 60
1: would feel this good, but it does.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, 60 is the new 40, so. (laughs) 40 is
1: the new 20, and 20 is the new 10, and 10 is the new unborn.
0: That's right. The new unborn. <laughs>
1: that sounds pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, good prog rock. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> we are the new unborn, and is our number one single
0: "Get Death." <laughs> and today it's a bit of a special because we're diving right into the Simpsons' 29th season, which only just started about a fortnight ago. And
1: for our international listeners, a fortnight is two weeks.
0: Yes, <laughs> it means 14 nights, <laughs> or as we call it in Australia, a forty. <laughs> Not to be confused with the number 40, <laughs> which we call 40
1: Or the age 40, which is technically now 20.
0: Yes. <laughs> Nothing um, is anything anymore. No and yeah, starting out the 29th season, we started with episode two, Springfield Splendour. It was written by Tim Long and Miranda Thompson. Got
1: away with it this time, Tim.
0: <laughs> First released last week in October of 2017. <laughs> in this episode... Marge and Lisa collaborate making a graphic novel together, but tensions arise when Lisa starts getting a lot of praise for the work and Marge sort of gets left behind, but then some eccentric uh, theatre producer comes along and develops and then it's Marge who's getting all the praise. Guys, what did you think?
1: Not bad. Yeah, I thought it was not terrible compared to other, especially because it was a Marge Lisa episode and a recent, like... Made me laugh when you said first Ed last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a so bunch of the, the new stuff, I was like,
0: yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I, I was abs- just delightfully surprised with this episode. Mm. It's interesting because I don't think we've seen Marge and Lisa paired up like this.
1: No, I mean, in all 7,000 episodes, the, I think <laughs> I think Marge and Lisa was probably the rarest pairing.
0: Yeah, and it was unique to see them in, in, in this fashion. I, I, I thought, it, yeah, it was a bit of a winner. Hmm. Um. So let's get right into the questionnaire. So, Phil, we've adjusted the questionnaire slightly in the recent weeks. Oh, shit. So we start out with, for better or worse, what jokes from this episode stood out to you?
1: There's quite a few good laughs in this one, actually. Yeah? The, I did really love at the very beginning when they go to community college, there was a bit where they're walking past the classrooms and you're hearing snippets from everyone's teaching of classes and they walk past storytelling with Dan Harmon yeah. and he just yells out I tell you a story is a circle and then they all shoot him with paintballs they shoot yeah. him with paintballs it was
0: like that was pretty cool yeah and there is a visual joke there where his story circle it says 1 basic cable 2 fired 3 network tv 4 fired <laughs> 5 rehired 6 canceled 7 Yahoo, 8 teaching <laughs> Actually, that's very uh, very yeah. accurate. There, yeah. there was
1: a really good um,
0: and yeah, Dan Harmon is himself, by the way. Yeah,
1: there's a really good uh, sign gag when Lisa's in the therapist's office and there's a book that says uh, "Did I die or not?" by Doctor Marvin Monroe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, he, there's always been a question mark over yeah. his head. So uh,
1: yeah, the sign writers is on this one on
0: point. Yeah, BT, what jokes for better or worse stood out to you? Stood out to you?
1: Oh yeah, there's a great one where um, they're being introduced at the comic panel. By a woman who's uh, like what writes for the New Yorker or something. I missed it, but she says my comics are both funny, ha and funny, aha.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah, I really like that term. Uh, that was uh, Roz Chaste. Roz Chast. <laughs> yeah, uh, there were a few people playing themselves in that scene. They had uh, Marjane Satrapi. <laughs> Oh trappy.
1: good old Margie <laughs> Yep. Well, I'm sorry,
0: to... we're not trying to be rude by mispronouncing your name. We we're just, just don't familiar. know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they also had Alison Bechdel, famous for the Bechdel test, and I actually liked the joke that they had here, where she sort of explains what the Bechdel yeah. test is, and then Marge goes, oh, that's so interesting, I'll have to tell my husband.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, boo! Yeah, yeah and there's just a minute, And she just pushes a red button, and it's just, Bechdel test, fail. <laughs>
0: yeah. I didn't mind that. I could have done without, like, the extended... It went on a bit too
1: much. I mean, this is my big problem with this episode, I think, is it is very blunt and very, like, telling you, like, you don't get it. Because at the end of that scene, it literally... They have the Bechdel test music go again, and it's like, Lisa, win, Marge, fail. Did you get this scene yet? Yeah, it became very Mortal Kombat. I did like when they introduced Alison Bechdel, Inventor of the Beckdale test. Alison, what kind of drinking game is that?
0: <laughs> I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So, Beege, for the better or worse, what story points stood out to you about this episode?
1: Uh, well, I definitely went through, yeah, the fact that it's just blunt and it beats you over the head with what's going on. Because, again, yeah. when uh, it gets adapted into a stage play, Lisa literally goes, but, Mom, they're just taking away my parts and leaving in everything about you. Yeah. You know, it's just, that's really something that bugs me, because it's, it's pr- you know already. Uh, also, Marge is kind of petty, uh, when yeah. Lisa starts getting the attention, so that's kind of the negative point there. I do really like most of the story, though, how it flows and how they start making the comic, and that all makes sense, and it gets gets on the point really quickly. Um, yeah. It does have a little bit of a problem of Lisa's anxiety about school is not gone, or not resolved No, by the end of it, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, outside of that, I'd say everything else is pretty good. I do like the when we switch into the uh, comic book's animation. Sorry, the graphic novel's animation. Uh, they all look really good. And Yeah, and, visually yeah, cool.
0: visually, all those animations of the Sad Girl comic, to me, just look beautiful. And it was a, a way for Marge to have her own distinctive drawing style that existed outside of The Simpsons while still looking like The Simpsons. Yeah, it didn't yeah. really
1: fit in nicely. If, like, You could tell what everything was. Immediately, yeah. but it's had a different flavor to it. It was, yeah. really, it was actually quite good. I thought the, the art was really nice on mm.
2: it.
0: Yeah. What story uh, moment stood out to you? um I
1: think I agree with BT with where it became it flipped a little bit. I was on board 100% of the way through. The yep. way that the story started was organic and it, it dipped into Marge's known history of mm. being an artist and being good at drawing and stuff. So that really worked yeah. out. The collaboration worked really well. It was really cool when they went they got a little bit better and people recognised them and they started getting, you know, pseudo-meme famous, I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't think I like how they got there with Kimiko and for those that actually weren't aware and we haven't covered this episode yet, yeah, at some point comic book guy gets married to this... Uh... Yeah,
1: that freaked the shit out of me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's he's a
1: married to an attractive Japanese thin woman
0: yep. mm-hmm. who
1: then gets dressed in a panda suit and says there's no way that this is sexy and he's like... Yes, there is. Like, <laughs> this is not what I want to see.
0: No, that was weird because, yeah, they were going for a Harakiri joke. And then at that point, it's like, uh, I don't know if this is racist, but I'm not in- amused by it. Yeah, but I think yeah. that's probably the best way to be
1: like, is this racist? I don't know, but I'm not having fun anyway. Yeah. So even if it is, it's not worth it.
0: So yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't a fan personally, uh, but I mean, it got them. It was a means to an end, and I mm. think you know what I can forgive it. Yeah, and it was brief yeah, enough it that it didn't bad. really matter. So yeah, I
1: think that's what it was. They didn't spend a lot of time on it. It was basically here it is. We'll stop it. No, wait. Look, we're famous. Okay, and we're out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did kind of feel that the story dropped a bit when it turned into the Broadway musical. Definitely, because mm. it just became odd. I think like yeah. they kind of like there was no reason they really needed to shift it from. Lisa's getting all the attention because she's the sad girl, and Marge is, feeling left because out. she's yeah. literally the illustrator, which is really a you know a point from Clerks or Morat's where they have that. Oh, the b- Inca. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, <laughs> chasing tracer chasing <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like yeah, just having issues with being a tracer. Yeah. You know, it's like it's kind of really struck that chord with me. I was like, oh, that's cool. But yeah. then to try and flip it on its head, yeah. Where the artist, or well, the guy putting on the stage play, really loves Marge's art, but not the story. I didn't see. I didn't see why it needed to flip mm. that storyline. They could have just
0: no, escalated more. And yeah. uh, Guthrie Fennell, played by Martin Short, as well. Uh, look, I get what they were going for with the, you know, over the top character, but man, it just borders on annoying sometimes. Especially like when he does all that, like yelling. It's like, I, I don't get it. Why do the Simpsons just think if you yell something, it becomes funny? Like, doesn't it? <laughs> Okay, that wow. was pretty good. <laughs> but no. Really. I'm in
1: stitches. <laughs> no. Yeah, but, it's really a case of like like Pee-wee Hermanism where yeah. you just you become annoying and loud and unpredictable and then that becomes a character and a funny character somehow. Yeah,
0: and this is the big problem I have with the story is in the uh, Broadway play bit, you know, he's meant to be doing this eccentric avant-garde, mm-hmm. you know, nonsensical version of Sad Girl. But it's so littered with Simpsons references that it takes you out of that moment. Like, it's got Homer drinking at the bar, reading like sale magazine, which is referenced from before, and then the the the, the baby mobile made out of Millhouse and his Lasser Upsa. Like, I feel like those sort of things took uh, me as the audience out of thinking, oh, this is an avant-garde thing and it doesn't yeah. make sense. Because it makes sense to me as a Simpsons watcher, the, all these references.
1: Yeah, it was basically, it turned into a Simpson pinata.
0: yeah. And so, yeah, I think they undercut their their own premise because of that, But which is a shame because uh, building up to this moment, the episode, I thought, yeah, did a really good job of doing something different and interesting with Marge and Lisa.
1: Yeah, and it... Yeah, once we hit the stage production thing, it feels like it it, it abandons everything it's built so far. Yeah. by turning this, you know, Lisa's getting attention, but Marge is feeling left out, and then just flips that, and we don't get anything more story wise from it. Yeah, or emotionally from it. It's just okay. Now everything's the opposite of what we first said. It feels like their one of their special guests was a you know a graphic designer and who's really good at coming up with out of the box thinking ideas about how to do things. And they've yeah. gone, we've got this guy, we can use him for half this episode. Let's Make that happen and it looked really cool and there was a lot of stuff that was like when marge was just a, her, literally her hair running yeah. around with legs you know oh, that's pretty that's all right and the giant homer robot looked cool but mm-hmm. it wasn't a representation of what it was supposed to be yeah
0: at all no nah, it, it was just simpsons references really yeah although i did like how sad girl was represented by a single red light pointing at an empty seat <laughs>
1: but how will they know it's me <laughs> storytelling yeah
0: <laughs> yeah uh, there were some good moments like when he's on the table magic carpet and storytelling <laughs> banner behind him. Yeah, they were okay,
1: but they were all just like they weren't part like they weren't funny because of the story. They were yeah. just one off little sight gags. They would begin just he was just peewee hooding around. Ha yeah. <laughs> ha. How absurd.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although it did lead to the good moment I thought where Marge is like, Oh, okay, this has probably gone on long enough and she ends up drawing Lisa on the spotlight. Mm. I thought that was really cute. Yeah. That yeah, was all right. Yeah. All right. Next question. Play Count. Have you seen this episode before today? If so, how many times?
1: Never and none. <laughs> uh, once.
0: Yeah. <laughs> from last week. Yeah, we watched it uh, last <laughs> week because <laughs> it just came out and yeah.
1: This is what we do. Yep. We, we Simpsons.
0: No, and I was so keen to just get this into the uh, podcast. Like today we're meant to be doing the Mo Dates a Little Person episode. And I'm right. like, what? <laughs> I'll save that for you God damn it <laughs> It's actually not a bad episode Of yes. course <laughs> Did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons?
1: Yeah, no one feels off point Like I said, Marge is a bit petty When she's jealous of Lisa But I don't think that ruins it Because it's not a massive point
0: Yeah, it's a little out of character But it feels like in context of the story mm. Yeah but um, I just
1: I just don't buy that she wouldn't just be happy That Lisa is happy, you know Yeah, yeah. be happy
0: that it's the thing that she's done And people
1: are enjoying her art and looking at it But Yeah, apart from that, I think it was pretty close. I think it did miss having a bit of a B story, might have kind of taken the pressure off the main A story, but and there was an allusion to it with Barton Homer. Yeah, yeah, there was some only kind of like a really. Like we'll stage a gag so you can laugh at Button Homer getting hit by fishing poles, and then no, that the was one.
0: it. It was just this weird isolated scene where it had that um that whistling music. I'm not confident in my whistling ability. Andy Griffith movie. Oh, is that what it is? I'm actually surprised that they haven't used it in like 29 years. Like they must
1: have, surely. Yeah, I'm sure that's there somewhere. No, no, I've seen those episodes a lot. <laughs> Pretty sure it's in an episode where now I'm after Emmett's fix it shop to fix Emmett. <laughs> that's, I can't I can't remember what episode. Is that it is. Mo gets a new face? Maybe <laughs> no no, it's um someone's watching the show, but they've replaced the actor with like a more violent actor.
0: Oh. oh. Mm, <laughs> I can't oh, remember. <laughs> uh write us in, listeners. And but does anyone watch you in when you say that? Sometimes. Sometimes, oh, yeah. At probably. our Twitter at SimpsonsIndex or Facebook.com slash The Simpsons Index. Oh, great segue. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so besides that one random isolated scene, there was also the weird bit with Bart being treated like a dog by Homer. Yeah. And I don't I don't think there was that great a material mind from that.
1: No, it didn't make me laugh when he just goes, I'll take, I can't wait to take you to the park and all the, all the other owners will be so <laughs> yeah. jealous. And he's like, I don't think you're my owner. And, he just <laughs> yeah. said, and Homer just says, aren't I? Mm.
0: Yeah, pretty much am, yeah. yeah. It was like it
1: was okay, but it wasn't really...
0: But yeah, And in that other random isolated scene was with the rods, you know, the other two people. Hey, you stole our fishing rods and my skipping stones.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, kind of funny, but what I wouldn't call it a story.
0: Yeah. No. Um, it's a little aside. Yeah, and there was another funny background thing during uh, Marge and Lisa's working on the Sad Girl montage where Homer and Maggie pick up home delivery pizza yeah. and then fade <laughs> a few hours later, they're picking up a AM waffles. Yeah, I actually like
1: that as a representation of time passing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, so it is from Simpsons califragilistic expiali grunt annoyed grunt Oshis, Uh season eight, episode thirteen,
0: the Sherry Bobbins episode. Yeah, it must be. Really? Yeah. There you go. <laughs>
1: Even we learn things. Oh uh, yeah, and Charles Bronze. Bronson, 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 Brosnan, Bronson. 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 It's Charles Bronson. Yeah, now I'm have to do it. Fixed up
0: to fix Emmett. Wow. I, I, how does that skip my, my, Point my mind? Point is, they play the music
1: when he's walking out of the room. <laughs> Long way around. We got there.
0: <laughs> and how about the wackiness of this episode? Uh,
1: not too wacky. I suppose the theater does catch fire. There's yeah. a very quick joke I do like when the s- stage is all falling apart. Something rolls down and falls into the uh, orche- orchestra pit, whatever yeah, that's yeah. called. And uh, it does that thing of theaters with having streamers shoot up to show fire and then it catches fire. <laughs> was it was very quick. I didn't even notice it the first time we saw it. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a good little reference. Yeah, it was like the, the tractor. I think it's when the tractor crashes into the orchestra pit mm. and they have the faux fire. So it was obviously that was part of the plan, but then yeah. actually it actually catches fire and yeah. explodes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it looked really good. And, and even like the Ralph uh, stage, Ralph landing yeah. on Ralph. Which one am I? <laughs> that wasn't bad.
1: <laughs> Which one of us is me?
0: Yeah, I always love a bit of Ralph. Yeah. yeah.
1: Especially when it's, when it's quick like that. You don't yeah. have to dwell on it because there have been some bad Ralph moments.
0: Yeah. No, no. As far as wacky moments, yeah, the whole Bechdel test fail—that was a bit wacky. But yeah, the whole theater thing—I think because it's in the context of it needing hmm. to be wacky, I think yeah, you forgive it. But yeah, I really, I really didn't like that first scene with uh, Guthrie at the Simpsons house.
1: Yeah, that was that seemed like really old writing, where it's just like, well, yeah, get him to do something weird to show how wacky and strange he is, and he's like trying to wear the curtain as a hat and then using candlesticks as uh, earrings and then just running around the background like a like Daffy Duck or something.
0: Yeah, mm. no, he was. He was. It was totally uh, one short of being Daffy Duck. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much more to say about the wackiness of this episode. No, there wasn't it, a lot of. It.
1: It's not really in the story. There aren't. There are only a couple of jokes that are sort of wacky. So for the most part, it's it's yeah. not really present. wacky. List. It's yeah. it's a low whack.
0: Yeah, although Sideshow Mel, uh, he's always a good, uh, uh, what would you call it? Like uh, a throw-to character. A throw-to for wacky, yeah. Yeah. How they're in the supermarket and Marge is like, oh, we've become part of that thing. What is it?
1: Zeitgeist. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't like it.
0: No, neither did I, but I did like the his line at the theatre. I'm haunted by visions of Millhouse. <laughs> yeah, that's <was> good. <laughs> he's Milhouse. <laughs> <laughs> it made up for that line that preceded it, which was, let's run for our cultural lives. Uh, yeah, yeah that, was, that was
1: a bit That much. seemed like... Like 15 year ago, Simpsons. Yeah. Like we're, we're making a joke about something. Here's all the explanation.
0: Take that, hipsters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Show you for seeing avant garde theatre. How about the heart of this episode?
1: It is like sweet that Marge helps Lisa out with her, you know, uh, art therapy problems and.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah. And there's just simple little moments like when uh, Marge was showing Lisa how to draw and she's like holding her hand and doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, real cute parent-kid moment there. Which,
1: but that just kind of then bugs me that that wasn't more carried through, that we get this whole little jealousy spat and that we... And yeah, when she does draw Lisa on the spotlight so she can be part of the stage play again, that's nice. But um, yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't just, really earned, though, I felt. It was like, no. I don't know, it seemed like they just went, oh, this is a great story to work out, and then somebody said, but where's the conflict? You know, yeah. You can't have a story without good conflict. And then they're like, okay, well, maybe Marge gets jealous of her and Lisa's fame on a thing that they did for art therapy to help Lisa mm-hmm. not feel anxiety.
0: Yeah, which is a shame because it had totally been building up to the, to the heart, but it didn't really pay it off in the conflict or so much in the resolution. Yeah. Like, it did get paid off in, in a satisfying way enough that I'm probably not going to give this episode a negative ranking, but um, it'd be a good argument for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Yeah? Yeah. No.
1: I don't feel like I'm going to I don't no? feel like I don't feel like no. I'm not going to get anything else out of it, I suppose would be my reason not to. Sure. But if it's on and I'm hungover like I am now, <laughs> if you have the bare minimum of resistance, yeah, you that's, will. That's the hangover you test. That's what it, we right.
0: <laughs> Yeah, for me this passes the hangover test. What about you, Phil? Yeah, maybe. I don't
1: I don't think I got much out of it and it wasn't funny enough to watch again and mm. I probably forget the entire episode by tomorrow yep, yep fair enough but it's on and the remote's out of batteries and you just want to lie down <laughs> oh then why am i not asleep because <laughs> you can't sleep uh incorrect i can always sleep
0: <laughs> well in the chance that you might watch again what playlist does this episode belong in marge uh, lisa stories for very few there yeah, are of those uh yeah. therapy oh yeah yeah that oh it's definitely like a uh,
1: marge art Kind of playlist. The Definitely. Theater!
0: <laughs> the Simpsons at the Theater! And part of the Zeitgeist! <laughs>
1: Collective Zeitgeist!
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. just riffing on that. That's how it made it into the episode, because that's just way too fun to do. Yeah. <laughs> also, Zeitgeist
1: <laughs> is fun to say. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> especially in Sideshow Mel voice. you got a Zeit
1: and <laughs> Geist. Both those things are fun. Mm.
0: Um a uh, episode that's loaded with guest stars. I'm just going to oh, yeah. jump ahead to that question. So as we mentioned we before playing themselves, we had Marjane Satrapi, <laughs> Alison Bechdel, Rose Chest, Dan Harmon, and yeah, Martin Short playing Gut 3 Fernell. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson as the voice of the Bechdel test fail and uh Rachel Bloom as the therapist. Uh, she's, yeah, apparently, it's familiar, yeah. she's apparently She's mm-hmm. apparently the lead in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend.
1: Ah, okay. I've seen an episode of that. It's not bad. Yeah. Oh wait, is that a show? I thought that was a movie. Oh wait, that's super. That's super ex girlfriend. Yeah, crazy ex girlfriend.
0: <laughs> but no, I looked her up, and she's uh, a jack of all trades, really. Like she does musical, th- com- uh, comedy, theater acting. Like yeah, bit of a powerhouse, sort of a right. talent, she's an, an omni threat, a yeah. triple yeah. threat. Yeah. <laughs> a quintuple maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, how did, What did you guys think of her performance in this episode as the therapist?
1: Yeah, I mean there's a good therapist joke. So I like how the guy behind the glass keeps kinda uh, appearing and disappearing. Yeah. yeah. I like how Lisa goes, Oh, I've heard this I've heard this dream about lockers and there's lockers at school. Is this about school? She's like, I'm the pretend therapist here and opens <laughs> up like a big book of like what dreams mean. Yeah. And every single one is that's either death, sex. Death, De- sex, yeah. death, sex. And it gets down to lockers, school. She's like, Oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There was a quick uh blink and you'll miss at one there as well that had uh it was mega sex means death, but it was spelled without the A like the Band Megadeth. Uh, that took a long time to explain, so it probably wasn't actually that. It was funny. absolutely
1: a blink <laughs> and you'll miss it though. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, hey. Yeah, I think she did pretty well. It's got I think I found that the last scene got a bit needy. Yeah. With yeah. her kind of like screaming about how she hates being a parent and, yeah. and all but that stuff. It does have a really good point where once you've given birth to something, you can't control what it becomes. And I do like that as you know, there's been plenty of things where uh, a book's interpretation has gone in a different direction or people think very different things about a movie than what they intended. But I think it's fair to say that, yeah, once it's out there, you don't really get to control it anymore. And so yeah. if people take a, the wrong thing away from it, that's what, what they're going to take away
0: from it. Totally. And yeah. bring it back around to Dan Harmon, just fucking what happened with the one sauce <laughs> last week is just... Yeah,
1: that's insane.
0: That is exactly what that is in a in a nutshell. I'm just like,
1: but this must be where you just go, I've just made up a joke that was a one thing joke. And then yeah. McDonald's took it seriously and that was insane. And then weird fanboys just went hardcore nuts on it. Yep. Like they're gonna be some fucking embarrassed middle aged people when they get those <laughs> videos back. And be like, Oh, remember that time you jumped on this counter at Maccas, thought you thought yeah. it was cool and then Screamed out, I'm Pickle Rick. Yeah. fuck me. Yeah, it's going to be like, son, it's time to give you your inheritance. What is it, Dad? Well, in this box is something very (laughs) special. A packet of Szechuan sauce. Why? (laughs) Let me tell you about a show.
0: Yeah. And yeah, i read a story. Apparently some dude traded in his VW Golf for a packet of this sauce. And it's like, who is that? That's got to be the dumbest guy in the world. I really, I tried to make sure this story wasn't fake and it looked pretty fucking real. <laughs> oh, that's insane. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it is. and yeah, Someone yeah. really
1: needs to quote the show to that guy and just go, look, I'm not saying the Szechuan source is going to increase in value or even maintain its current value, <laughs> yeah. but it's important to you and that's what matters.
0: Exactly. But yeah, that uh, just absolutely ties into that whole thing that, yeah, once it's out in the world, you can't control what it does. Mm-hmm. and. And everything like that. And it was good from that angle. But I think my problem with the therapist uh, was in that last scene when she was just doing like crazy, devolving, new mothers be crazy sort of thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, before that, it was fine. I didn't have an issue with it. That last one was just unnecessarily. Well, it felt like the joke we were going to get as well. Like when we first meet her and she's pregnant and she's all happy about it, enthusiastic about being a mother, like, we're going to come back later and you're going to be angry that you have a kid, aren't we? Yep. Yeah. And it was just, and then we did exactly that, and it was just kind of,
0: and yeah, the hysterical bouncing between the happiness and the crying—it was just like it was uncomfortable. Mm. Although I did like the line where you know, because the, they have the other, the real therapist watching over in in the yeah, two-way yeah. glass and all that, and, and how she goes, "I think you keep forgetting that you did this to me."
1: He just reaches up and turns the light yeah. off. I, I do enjoy a good slow, like, yeah, blind close or light turn off. Yeah, sleep kind of away,
0: stuff. shut the door. <laughs> so, new question, Phil. No shit. What would you change about this episode? Uh, everything in the theatre.
1: Yep. yep. Or actually, I would just change it so that I would make it that Lisa got more uppity about her fame and her side of things and took advantage of Marge's art rather than Marge becoming mm. jealous of... yeah. Um, Of Lisa's fame, because Marge is usually happy that anyone in her family can do anything and is happy for them. So it's it's a little bit off character for her to be, well, no one's looking at my art. Why am I getting appreciated? Yeah,
0: Yeah. and that totally comes into what we were saying before about the plot spelling itself out Mm. to you as well, whether it didn't feel like it happened organically. Yeah, Beach, what would you change about this episode? Yeah, I'm just
1: thinking now... What I think I would want to do is change it so that Lisa kind of gets so self-absorbed she starts to ignore uh, Marge and effectively starts treating Marge the way the world treats her. Sure. So it's just like, you know, ignoring her and, you know, ignoring the special talent she has while, you know, what originally started this was the world ignores Lisa and how special she is. Yeah. So Ooh, that's good. I like could that. have, yeah, could have brought it around. And she had, has that moment of realization going, yeah. Oh my God, I'm really sorry I've done this to you when all you tried to do was help me. Yeah. And I made you feel insignificant. That's how I feel, and I'm sorry. And then and we you... have a hug, and the music goes, Na, 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 no. na. na. <laughs> yeah. Because it was really Marge learned something in this episode, not Lisa. Yeah. Yeah which is kind of backwards. Yeah. That's the thing, because once we hit the theatre, everything flips from everything we've been building up to this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, Lisa's the victim again, and Mm. Marge
0: is... Yeah,
1: under the aggressive, but not really. Yeah, and
0: you could sell that moment by Marge, you know, writing her own sad girl and like showing this is what sad mom looks I was like, oh, like. Yeah, wow, wow that, that, was. Yeah.
1: that was awesome. <laughs> At the end, the, yeah. The, the... yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, everybody's
0: here, and now I'm happy.
1: <laughs> yeah, she literally just, her cartoon was picking up her daughter from school. Yeah, yeah, yeah everyone's happy. And, <laughs> I don't know, like, and she, Marge, and ends with Marge going, yeah, oh, well, I like it." Maggie just gives shifty eyes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And, yeah, the way they were dancing, it was so, like, Charlie Brown as well. Yeah, Just the, like, yeah It was as really someone cool. who
1: hadn't seen a comic since 1965. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It
0: was <laughs> so, musical moments in this episode. There weren't any songs or anything, but I will say, look, I'm not sure. I tried doing research, but I couldn't get a definitive answer. So, some of you might know that The Simpsons, like, in-house conductor, uh, musician, writer, composer, Alf Clausen, got fired. And I don't actually know if he worked on this episode. Mm. I'm pretty sure they ha- uh, he didn't. Uh, from everything I can find, they're now doing their music at, at like a pretty much a music factory that just sort yeah. of, you know, uh, music by board members sort of uh, stuff. But you know what? During the stage play, I thought the music was fucking killer. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah. Know. I was going
1: to say, I really like music there. Maybe he did work on it. This was like, because I can imagine the pre-production for something is going to be you know several months. And yeah, it was only what five, like a month or two ago. Yeah. So it's entirely possible he did. But yeah, I thought the... It was very theatrical, uh, the music, but it also was actually just really
0: good. Yeah, it really fitted the the space that was in yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was really proggy as well. Like, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, long time fans will know I love me some prog.
1: Yeah, and that band we invented at the beginning of the episode, <laughs> whatever it was called. <laughs> the new, new Unborn? New, new un- Unborn. New Unborn.
0: <laughs> Our new prog band. Okay, so BT, any other notes about this episode?
1: If we want to take a quick visit to Jordan's
0: Adel Corner,
1: without Jordan. Yeah, the corner. Yes. There's a bit where Lisa is erasing her drawings. She erases half of it with the eraser, but then swipes her hand and it erases the rest. Oh, uh, yep. And uh, girls who already have the Sad Girl comic walk into the comic book store to buy the Sad Girl comic. <laughs> it's just really Yeah, that <laughs> weird. was weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't think about they that. They literally walk in holding copies. You hear the bell, so you know they're coming in from the outside. And you can see the stand where Sad Girl is. They didn't take him from the stand. So you know they've come in with their copies to buy copies. And then they also say, I really love Sad Girl. Like they've already read it. Yeah, so you're, again, being beaten over the... yeah, And and we know they only have one issue because they literally say, oh, they want us to do a sequel. That's like a prequel, but in the future. (laughs) I really liked that line. (laughs) Because, yeah, yeah,
0: we are totally at the point now where we're so oversaturated with prequels that the idea of a sequel might need explaining. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's like telling telling someone what a reboot is. Right? So again that was kind of yeah beating you over the head with the point it's like people like this that's yeah. why they're gonna make more because they like it it should have just been someone walking in going hey do you have any more copies of this because i read the first one it was great
0: or lisa's there and she's like oh my god you look like this and that is me it was, maybe yeah, one of there, those w- there was a better way yeah, yeah. to do
1: it it was just oddly done to, yeah 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 it kind of like there's like a little bit of a time machine somewhere because they um, only just started selling the comic books yeah it's been lisa literally says it's been a week since i lost my comic yeah yeah. Also and, that was some bullshit exposition. Yeah. Who's walking down the street with their mother and says, "Ah, oh, it's been a week since I what I lost my art therapy <laughs> comic book." What like, could have happened in that week? I'm going, Why are you still Are you still looking for it? Like I yeah. oh, I lost a piece of paper that I had a week ago. Damn it, that still really bummed me out. You didn't <laughs> even draw it. <laughs> yeah, it was like I said, just very blunt and beat you over the head with what's going on. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, totally. Phil, did you have any other notes about this episode?
1: Um no I didn't even realize I was angry about that comic book bit until just then. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a couple other good jokes. It was a reasonably funny ep, but yeah, yeah, I think we've covered most of it. Oh, yeah, I do like the joke where uh, Lenny comes out and goes ah, I had a student yeah. fix my crown see I don't think it's supposed to come out like that that's why I had a student sue him
0: I lost <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just walks away happy hands in pockets <laughs> like. throws his tooth away and just yeah. walks <laughs> well that was an adventure for old Lenny
1: <laughs> Yeah, and it does actually have this one has a pretty interesting opening where we don't have a couch gag we start with the a really ominous yeah. music and for a second you're like is this gonna be a Halloween episode yeah I thought it was actually <laughs> my first note was Halloween episode and then just Lisa having a nightmare They're about lockers they, cut straight into the locker nightmare, yeah, which I actually thought was pretty good, but we definitely hit the ground running with that. and It got my attention immediately, you know, from something I've seen thousands and thousands of times. No, totally.
0: And I thought the animation of it was quite beautiful. It it really brought me back to when uh, Bart's getting bullied by Nelson Mm. and and he has that nightmare sequence. Yeah, and the
1: school's all distorted and he runs up the stairs and they twist and shrink. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was very, um, you know, like a a film noir kind of Mm. nightmare version. But I think it was a pretty good episode up until... I yeah, up until its third act, I yeah. think, is what really let it get down. It's ran out of steam, I think. Damn it, Tim. You were so All close. Right.
0: And speaking of running out of steam, I've <laughs> just got uh, some few final notes before we pull this train into the station and load it up with more water. Steam. <laughs> I don't know how trains work. <laughs> or steam. <laughs> do, you put, do you put water in a steam combustible engine? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> water, yeah. water and heat. Water so, and heat. Coal. There we go. And that's been the train index. Woo-woo. <laughs> 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 Coma had a couple of lines after Lisa comes in and says, oh, I had a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what What's with uh, Dreams? They keep playing the same old thing over and over. That's why they're losing viewers to Netflix. I yeah, do <laughs> actually really. like it. It's yeah. dumb and bizarre, yeah. but I love As it. As you say, he
1: goes, oh, why does your Dream keep you having the same stuff all the time? Yeah. You come up with something new. That's why they're losing viewers to Netflix. I, I didn't really like
0: that. That's <laughs> so silly. But then his uh, line about the we spent all the our grief counselling money on that...
1: On Homer getting over the fact that Halloween candy is gone. Yeah, I've
0: accepted that it was in my time. I didn't I didn't nah, like that. No. I like during the first... Uh, Sad girl, like the cartoon bit where Lisa mm-hmm. is going through the cafeteria. I thought there were some really interesting art choices with like the snouts in the hot dog buns and the rats in the burgers. Yeah, yeah. then barely an exaggeration. Like, yeah. I, I thought that was just a really good way of illustrating yeah. the pain that yeah, vegetarian oh, must feel
1: when she gets rejected. But by oh, to yeah, sitting with um Sherry and Terry, and it says rejected in stereo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that seemed very Daria esque. That bit. yeah, it was
0: it was. I think a little bit undercut by the fact that it goes creepy twins. I guess I'll have to sit with them. Oh, now they won't like. Yeah, it's... it started
1: with you calling them creepy, yeah. and now you're yeah. sad you don't get to sit with them. Also, I really thought at that point of the episode that we're going to go to Lisa actually has no friends, and that was yeah gonna, that was going to be where the episode kind of went to. Yeah, right? it was going to be revealed through the comic. Yeah, I was like, yeah. and Marge could go, "Oh shit, you have no one at school that you can even have lunch with." Yeah. Like she sits on the floor next
0: to the door. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's almost a shame they went so such with a bombastic story choice because it could have been like a really nice, uh, Mm. simple, you know, close to home story for them. Mm-hmm. I like Marge's line, you know, I can't draw turtle feet, so if you want turtles, they're going to be wearing sneakers. That's so Marge to me. Like, (laughs) she's such a great artist, but no, turtle feet.
1: Everyone has that one thing they just can't do. I just got to announce it beforehand in case (laughs) Lisa needs turtles in her drawings. Warning, yeah. I was kind of hoping the follow up line would be okay, so in this scene, there are a bunch of turtles. Yeah.
0: it's an interesting thing about Simpsons episodes being produced now that they can comment on current trends and I like how comic book guys got an addiction to unboxing videos. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Now we have opened up the outer mail packaging of the... <laughs> Ooh, yes, we I do. like
1: says to his sister's wife, don't make me choose between you and unboxing videos. Yes. <laughs> it's like,
0: that's the point where I'm like, That's his wife? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, there's more mental breakdown. And there's a choice. Like, uh, Anyway.
1: I looked at my no wife and went, what the fuck? What am I doing wrong (laughs) in in fictional worlds? I don't have a comic book store, obviously.
0: Um, The hot Sharpie thing, I think, was a really, really cool way um, to show both Marge and Lisa having fun with Collaborate. Absolutely. And also to show the split um, where she goes, I need a break. (gasps) idea hot shop he just throws the text right up and it
1: literally split it down the middle yeah yep. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. no I thought I thought that was a really good way and It sounds
1: like a like a super corporate fun exercise to do you yeah like
0: guys it's time for hot sharpie no, for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> just got these text stains out <laughs> uh, the bymon sci-fi icon had way too many uh, visual jokes that I did not catch there yeah. so
1: many it's amazing but
0: um, I liked how the sign underneath said no it's well, once every two months not twice a month <laughs> <laughs> I did
1: I wrote, I noted that down as well and then all the pop references were just
0: Yeah, wouldn't have been able to write fast enough. Yeah, there was a good one of a guy dressed up as Groot, and he just had like this rabid raccoon on a (laughs) on a leash, you know, from Guardians of the Galaxy. His
1: His dog in a costume, I thought.
0: Oh, it could have been, but yeah, the whatever it was, dressed up as the raccoon, Rocky raccoon, did not look happy to be doing it, not at all.
1: (laughs) But yeah, it's incredibly rapid fire at that point.
0: Yeah, yeah. I liked Homer's whole thing with the sale magazine.
1: (laughs) That was good. Hello, Coast Guard. Get ready to look for my buddy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, later in the episode when it all fails, Coast Guard, cancel that. (laughs) I'm going to live. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, uh, I just want to mention that, yeah, they dedicated the episode to Tom Petty, Mm. which um, was a nice little tribute. It's actually an episode we covered together, one where Tom Petty was on. Nice
1: drama vacation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. and, And that was a sad day. You guys a fan of Tom Petty at all?
1: I don't know heaps, but what I know I like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about the same.
0: Yeah, I'm more sort of singles, surface level mm. sort of fan. But, you know, American Girl's, like, classic. And, oh, yeah, Free Fall. And... Oh, Free Fall. And Won't Back Down. And I thought it was so mm. poignant for, um, what's his name, Jason Aldean, the guy who was performing when the Vegas shooter. He chose to do Tom Petty's Won't Back Down for Saturday Night Live, oh, following, wow. oh, following wow. all that, like... I thought that was like just an excellent, excellent idea. Yeah, mm, that's like, really cool. Yeah. All right. So yeah, rest in peace, Tom Petty, the man so awesome. You died like five times in one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: no you. one was really sure for a while. Damn, you Reddit news. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I guess it is time to rank this thing. <laughs> Alright, and for those that aren't aware on the Simpsons Index, we have a six-point scale for ranking things, and it starts down the bottom at failure. But maybe if the episode was just meh, you give it a participant, and then there's the good rankings. You've got bronze, silver, gold, and for the best of the very best, the super-excellent super-excellent of super-excellent episodes, you give Cubics a conia.
1: I love that after all this time you still don't know how to explain that. <laughs> I love that you got super-excellent three times in there. It's pretty super-excellent.
0: It's pretty good. It's my catchphrase. <laughs> and I'm going to go first let me show you how it's done I'm surprising myself and I'm going to give this episode a silver I and I think it's just because of how surprisingly good it is to me yeah the bad points really do drag it down and I probably should give it a bronze but uh, man I enjoyed it enough and I'm going to watch it again yeah silver what do you reckon BT?
1: Mm, I'm in a brilver at the moment I think I'm going to go to a bronze though if it had just been a little tighter on story if it landed that third act we've said before figure out the opening and the ending yep. because anything that lags is going to be in the middle and you need to forget about it whereas this yeah i think we all agreed the the third act was the weakest part
0: yeah it was uh, it was a lovely plane ride with a really bumpy landing <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well, that's yeah. the
1: part you're going to talk about when people are like say How oh, was the flight yeah. landing was awful yeah you're not going to go 14 hours of
0: good and then 12 yeah. minutes of terrifying had yeah. to taxi in the airport forever <laughs> uh, yeah. what do you reckon Phil I'm going uh hard bronze on this. Yep. I think.
1: Like, it was funny and I really enjoyed the yeah, first two parts of it and mm-hmm. then kind of the story died at the end of it. Yeah. The jokes kind of became a bit frenetic. Yeah. Kind of off point.
0: Oh sure. Um no valid points and um makes me feel better about going silver on this one.
1: Yeah, yeah I could I could maybe if I was feeling generous go to a brilva but uh it's Met's the first go- one of the day and i'm not feeling generous yeah, those aren't rankings either
0: <laughs> well yeah just looking at our best to worst section of the simpsons index.com this will be a shiny bronze on average and this will join other episodes like simpson tide 30 minutes over tokyo when they go to japan beyond blunderdome the mel gibson one mm-hmm. uh what else spelling as fast as i can the one with the rip Homer of Seville, the opera one, which yeah. I'm still surprised got that high, and the book job, the one with Neil Gaiman. Ah,
1: it
2: well, seems yeah. like a good
0: company. Yeah, a very apt company, appropriate, I think. Is that what apt is short for? Yes.
2: <laughs> I don't know. That it's, the... not, it's not short, yeah, for, yeah, anything. It's not short it's for anything. It's just anything.
1: apt. <laughs> 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 it's like, Elliot, what's that short for? <laughs> it really confused me for a second. I'm like... I don't know. Wait, hang on. <laughs>
0: Elliot Topopolis. I'm no. actually Greek. And, uh, damn it, I
1: knew it. <laughs> the clues were many. Yeah, keep breaking wacky. all our plates. <laughs> well, that's racist. Mm. Is it? Countryist? Uh,
0: Countryist. <laughs> all right, so now we are going to the teens era, and we're going to watch an episode called Diatribes of a Mad Housewife. Uh, oh, God, this sounds awesome. Yeah. We'll be back and we are back and we just watched season 15 episode 10 diatribe of a mad housewife this was written by robin j stein and it was first released in january 04 in this episode marge writes a trashy romance novel and Homer gets a job as a salesman briefly before becoming a paramedic driver, and trouble ensues when Homer says he read the book that Marge written, and he didn't, and uh, et cetera, et cetera, guys, what'd you think?
1: Yeah, pretty good. I had some good chuckles. Yeah, I, from the title alone, was expecting complete rubbish, and yes. it was actually a pretty good, pretty good app, yeah. I was impressed. Yeah. What's a diatribe again? is just, uh, talking. Okay. Random talking about nothing. Much ah. like we are. Yeah. We are a diatribe. <laughs> Welcome to the diatribe of Simpsons. <laughs> oh, could it be a diatribe? A tribe of diatribes. Let's mm.
0: check the, uh, the Mac dictionary. One it's,
1: it's the official Oxford. Dictionaries on the Simpsons index. <laughs>
0: diatribe. Noun. A forceful <laughs> and bitter verbal attack against someone or something. Ah, e.g. a diatribe against consumerism well will there we be
1: go. diatribing this episode find out now <laughs> and, and we are back <laughs> <laughs>
0: um all right so first of all uh, uh, bt what joke stood out to you from this episode Okay. for better or worse.
1: Uh, I do super like uh, when Homer is briefly a car salesman and uh, yeah. he leaves the two alone to, to talk about and he's like, did that guy cut one during the test drive? Yeah, and he turned the radio <laughs> on to cover it. I love that joke and I love the follow up when he's then talking to his boss and everything goes quiet for a second and then Homer just makes a face and turns on the radio. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it was very important that they said cut one rather than said the word fart. I think, yeah, um, yeah playing it a, a little bit more subtly was the way to go there. Yeah, yeah,
1: I really, really love that joke. Yeah, and the, the up and pay off was... Like, one setup and two payoffs almost immediately. It was really... That was absolutely. a really good joke. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, we've said before, usually they tend to fuck up jokes when they go for the second bite. Yeah. But I think that's one that absolutely landed really, really yeah, well. Yeah, because it was, it was literally just a visual gag. It was just mm. him turning the radio on so you got to see what you just heard. Yeah. yeah. They didn't say it twice.
0: And yeah, and it wasn't undercut by the word fart or actually having a fart sound effect or anything like that. It was perfect. And to me, a joke that stood out was the eye twitching as well. Like, it goes on just for... An unusual long time when Homer's doing the yeah. light, uh, the eye twitching as he's lying to Marge. Yeah, yeah. and uh, then when they bring it back with Bart again later, <laughs> that's just yeah, really clever. And I like
1: how he's his eye twitch, and Lisa immediately knows it so yeah. Like, yeah, it's a lie. Yeah, fine, I'll tell you. About I know what that means.
0: This is the Simpson family trait when <laughs> yeah, of shifty
1: eyes. I do love this at the the beginning of the episode where Homer's at a Krusty Burger esque place in a drive through, mm. and the first thing I noticed was he's wearing a watch, and I'm like. He's wearing a watch. Oh, oh, there my, we go. And I thought there was going to be a time gag, but it turns out that he orders so much food that's on his lap that he has to recline his seat all the way back to eat all the food that he's ordered. And Some then of the burrito, stores, burrito, yeah. Yeah, it goes onto the windshield, he can't <laughs> see, and he goes, oh, I have to use the reflection of my watch to drive, and just holds his hand out the window to drive by <laughs> the reflection. Yeah. I did not see that coming. It was... Uh, made me chuckle. Although yeah. oh, they have a weird thing where he goes, Oh, why don't I just pull over? Yeah. Then later says, Oh, there's a crossy toy underneath the brake. It's like, well, you didn't have to yell, why do I just not pull over? Yeah. Like, you've already if you then explain why he doesn't just stop.
0: Yeah. That it's was weird. bizarre though when he did end up crashing into the nuclear power plant. Oh I hit the grief counselor. And then he hits the inspector. So did Homer just kill two people? Yeah, probably. <laughs> well
1: probably more. What? I imagine Mr. Burns's office is not on the ground floor. I was gonna say it's weird he just drives into yeah! Mr. Burns' office. It's definitely not on the ground. You can see out the window at the back. Is he's, he's like four stories up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cartoon so, yeah, work.
0: his car somehow took the service lift up as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, story moments that stood out to you guys. Uh, to me, the whole uh, Homer having two jobs in one episode, like well, essentially three, I guess, because of the nuclear power plant. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that actually rolled out in a very funny, uh, satisfying way.
1: Yeah, I was surprised I wasn't more annoyed by that, because th- you think, oh, okay, he's going to have two jo- Homer jobs. But, I mean, the fact that he just <laughs> references it so casually as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah Marge, like... I quit my <laughs> job as a used car salesman like, and now I'm a paramedic. It's like,
1: don't what? you work at the nuclear plant? Keep up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what that was all within the first day. Yeah. It's just like, keep up. And like, oh, yeah. But I think they went into it and out, especially the car yard thing. Mm. It was just in there that so quickly. Yeah. There was no big setup. It was just like, oh, maybe I'll steal this side. Like, we'll show you what you do with cooks like you. Yeah. He becomes a car salesman. <laughs> you don't even actually see him try and sell a car. No. He mm. explains the the one-way, one-way mirror. Then they go straight to the fart joke. So yep. it's pretty fast.
0: No, yeah. He just buys the ambulance on site and then, boom, he's uh, a- on to his next job. Yeah. <laughs> and, Phil, what uh, story moments stood out to you, for better or worse?
1: I do like the uh, him buying an ambulance. I thought that was kind of a really good, fast way of getting into something that's mm. going to be a little bit wacky. But a decent B story to get away from sitting down and watching Marge write on a computer that's in every room of the house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was a good way to set up how they could just quickly cut back to Homer every now and then. And I think that because the B story doesn't really join, but Homer does come into the A story at the end. So it was like keeping him occupied, but it was a really good way to just get some jokes in. Just go, who's he taking in the ambulance now? What can we get out of that? Yeah. Because Um, when you're in TV and your story is about somebody writing mm. something Writing is really visually boring to do because you're yeah. sitting in front of a computer typing, and so unless they're talking to themselves, which Marge does a lot, yeah, that's all the, the gags there. So you've got to throw to something else that's the opposite, and I think that really worked. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's actually I, I didn't even think to mention it as the B story because it was actually pretty well mm. uh, weaving into the episode, and it was like it wasn't its own little isolated thing. It was very much a part of the the story in the show.
1: Yeah, and I think it, the I did it even started the episode as. Like, I thought that was going to be the A story. Like, Homer buys an ambulance and becomes a paramedic somehow. Like, that (laughs) sounds like an A story, and then the Marge story could have been the B. Yeah. They flipped that quite nicely. Like, distracted you enough, got into that B story, Homer had two jobs, and then had an ambulance, all before the ad break. Yeah. I was like, I forgot that that was actually part of the same episode. Yeah. Yeah. I do like how we get to Marge writing a novel as well. She just... Thinks it's a good idea and does it. Doesn't need to any yep. long big explanation. Just goes to the library and <laughs> don't do I say, Do you have any special training to be a novelist? Like, oh, anyone can do it. It's like, I'm anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, do, do they tell you when they're going to publish their book? Well they should. They tell me when it comes out uh, they should, then I'll <laughs> but, do it. Draw yeah.
2: <laughs> like, okay. other
0: line in that long time reader, first time stand or upper up. <laughs> yeah. I do
1: like, I didn't catch them all because um, but the the woman who she's gone to see who wrote, I think it was like Sleeping with a Scoundrel or something like that was the name yeah. of the novel. But all her other novels have Scoundrel in the title. Oh, really? It's like, Return to Scoundrel, yeah. again with the Scoundrel.
0: Yeah, yeah. You,
1: things like that. It, it was good. It little, again, they didn't beat you over the head with it. It was just there if you could be bothered reading it.
0: Oh, totally. And BT, what uh, other story points stood out to you about this episode? I really like
1: Marge's story in this one. Uh, mm. Story points specifically. I don't know, it all just really evolves really well. It goes from... She's written something, it's just good enough to get published. I, when when the, the novelist she sends it to is like, this is the best first novel my <laughs> assistant's ever summarised for me.
0: Yeah. I guess that actually uh, goes to something I liked about this episode was everyone's reactions. And like mm. I love Lisa's thing where uh, like her brain and she's got like a little Herman's head thing going on, yeah. her jealousy is like oh, i can't believe Mum wrote a novel before us Man, it's a little
1: trashy but <laughs> yeah. then her, her much bigger conscience is like no we've got to be supportive she's expressed
0: herself and that's good and the chained up libido <laughs> ah, let's get boys <laughs> yeah that
1: was, that was, i found that a little bit of a Offshoot. It was yeah. Like, it's like, you're not coming out to a 16. Was like, Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> no, but I like that idea that, yeah, once Lisa hits 16, she's just going to have this, yeah, big flush of libido. Fuck it. Just fuck up her life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all,
1: all that repression. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's Absolutely. all leading to that moment. So, Plague Hound, how many times have you seen this episode before today? Oh, I'm
1: going to say like four. Or is she- I'm going to go with my usual answer, never. Never, the no, first timer for you. It was. I thought when it was four three and it was the old intro, I went, I'm, I've definitely seen this. Mm. Yeah. Turns out, no. Yeah, what
0: season was this? Fifteen. Fifteen, all right. So, yeah, this is one that I caught a fair bit because this is, like, right when I'm uh, watching Foxtel and mm. uh, before I'm going to uni, so not doing much with my life at all besides watching Foxtel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well,
1: I mean, just from the DVD menu where it has all the characters, and I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, I know this season. This has actually got some good ones
0: in it. Yeah, Fifteen is where, the like, a lot of failures start happening. Mm. Um, Or actually, our earliest failure is in Thirteen, but... There's definitely some low points in 15, but it's it's still got some good moments, and it's definitely not anywhere near the garbage fires that happened during the Simpsons movie seasons. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah right.
1: freaking teenage years. Uh, what was the first failure? I'm curious
0: uh it's not a unanimous failure but it was the blunder years the, what we did for teenage wasteland last week uh, right. that got yeah participants from me and jordan but yeah you failed it
1: yeah go me
0: <laughs> you are responsible for our earliest failure yes and then, oh. then, then, then you forget about it yeah yep.
1: don't even, can't even remember which one that was <laughs> yeah oh no that's the one yeah yeah with um smithers, smithers dad, dad yeah. yeah that one sucks so terrible <laughs> It seems like you you've reached a consensus with yep. yourself. <laughs> yeah, I agree with me a lot. It's like when I listen back to these, like that guy just gets me.
0: <laughs> I'd love to meet him one day. Um, yeah, so I think I've seen it about ten or fifteen times, maybe. I don't know. Did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, yeah
1: it was I pretty, mean, pretty close. Yeah. It's uh we we get a lot of um, Homer and Marge trouble. In episodes, but this yeah. one, it felt a little more organic and a little not as played out. Like, it wasn't a big fight that caused them to have, There was a story. It was that Marge has kind of woven in some of her negative feelings. And they're not actually arguing or breaking up in this episode. No. It's just she feels neglected sometimes.
0: This is her outlet for that. Yeah, she's working um, out her repressed feelings. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: I can see this definitely being a, you know, a real-life example of something that happens where a, a partner writes a book or writes a thing. Yeah. She you puts herself into it because that's generally how you do it. And then the other person's like, wait a minute, is this drunken boob me? Yeah. And like, well, <laughs> parts of it are you. You're You're like, what the fuck? But, but I like y- that Um, it wasn't, oh, by writing this book, I realized I actually have a lot of issues with you and I don't want to argue about them now. No, that was just, mm. she was actually very nervous about him realizing it was based off of themselves. So. Yeah, and I think it worked with him being given to read it Mm. so that he has a chance to object to it and have his opinion. But of course he doesn't because it's Homer and he hasn't read, to (laughs) quote Homer, read anything since To Kill a Mockingbird lied to him about any (laughs) useful tips about killing mockingbirds. (laughs) Um, And so, you can kind of see that she did the right thing by going, is this okay before I publish Mm. it? And he's like, so neglectful, he's like, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, he gets to enjoy that blissful period between the lie <laughs> and being uh, the life f- being the, found out. <laughs> I
1: also really like his line at the end, he goes, The end of your book was the wake-up call after falling asleep at the beginning of <laughs> your book. <Yeah. laughs>
0: no, I'm sort of mixed on, like, I'm pretty mixed on jerk-ass Homer in this episode, because he is a jerk, like, needlessly at a couple of times, but it all feeds into the story so well mm, that... Yeah, that's what I like about it. Like, I think it's justified... And but, like, it's not like he's doing anything super terrible, he just sort of plonks on the couch and just sort of, what's for dinner?
1: Yeah, it was a bit, even the way it was animated was a bit grotesque to be the, yeah. the worst version of that. He, like, his gut immediately pops, pops out, out and he's, he, he takes uh, up the, the great in- line of, uh, I need some dinner and the kids need some CPR lessons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not paramedics, obviously. A <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> little bit of a joke, but... Um, yeah I, but yeah I,
1: it's it's nothing he hasn't done before jerk ass wise yeah he he quits two jobs and buys a new car without telling Marge. he does that all the time i do like the follow-up of i also fed some ducklings i know i got your text <laughs> <laughs> i didn't great. even hear they got your text but i was laughing
0: at the ducklings. yeah no that's okay because yeah, i didn't tell you everything about my day <laughs> yeah, just the ducklings i thought you'd like it yeah but yeah in terms of feeling like an episode of the simpsons i thought like yeah all the characters were on point and mm. Ned was an interesting addition to this because, yeah, that's where you think it's going. Yeah, Marge is fancying Ned, but no, it's not that at all. No,
1: she's more fancying the idea. Yeah, uh, in his considerateness. So, yeah, yeah, I do feel like we've we've touched on that before with other episodes yeah, where are. there's kind
0: of yeah, she
1: gets sick of Homer and Ned's so straight laced and normal that she's not you know attracted to him, but just attracted to that kind of a normal person and not mm-hmm. her. Abusive, neglected. Yeah, clean and neat and yeah. Has had in great shape for over 60. Yeah. yeah, Especially with a guy with moustache. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, there was that uh, one episode that we all uh, reviewed uh, where they almost kissed. and yep. um, Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, The Devil Wears Nada, I want to say it was. and was it? yeah, mm-hmm. but Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that was playing with yeah, Marge's whole fancying of Ned, but yeah, that was like more of a sexual thing, whereas this one was, yeah, the idea Mm. and it was just it was just feeding for to her story. And then I I really like the turn with Homer, like even though I think he played his aggression way too much.
1: Yeah, for someone who's trying to ask for help.
0: Yeah. yeah, but the fact that, yeah, it turns around and and Ned's looking up and, oh, Homer's on the ground begging too now. And, and I thought that was a really good turn for the story to take. Yeah, but, something different. Otherwise, well,
1: I mean, you've li- literally backed Ned into a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it ends with something that happening or Homer killing Ned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do, like, you have to pull over, and I'm, I'm an ambulance. And he's got me there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's over. How it becomes a foot chase. Yeah, But I like that Homer didn't need to learn the lesson he kind of knew it as soon as he realized yeah oh this was about me and it's because i'm a flink kind of a dick so he didn't have to go through a moment of figuring that out he just kind of realized it and yeah
0: yeah or being angry at marge or ned or well he was sort of angry at marge but yeah it then went straight to ned i thought was actually mm. the interesting way for it to take i guess he didn't really get any comeuppance for lying to marge unfortunately but no but mm.
2: yeah I oh think. well
0: Um, How about the wackiness of this episode?
1: A little bit. It did have a wacky inflatable tube man, so that's kind of wacky.
0: (laughs) It just flew away to the stars. Yes, and then Homer just stands on the box and. My planet needs me. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't think it was too wacky. No, I think anything really wacky occurred in Marge's book. Yeah. yeah, so but that's fiction within fiction, so that's fine. It's uh, I do really dislike when she he, Homer's like I've brought you the crop of Virginia tobacco, and she's like Ah, has turned my teeth a healthy brown. Zoom in on her zoom brown in. teeth. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, was gross. It was just weird because you could see her teeth before that. Yeah, and not you're fine. like, yeah, yeah, you didn't need to zoom in. You could have just had them turn immediately brown. But even that's a dumb joke. Yeah, there are a couple yeah. jokes like that in this one.
0: Yeah, it is sort of wacky as well when uh, Homer does get the book on tape and he's reading it out. He's literally spelling it out to the audience. Ooh, Marge's book is a book on tape and it's read by the Olsen twins. See, can you read? And there's a little picture. Okay, okay, okay. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. It was like, they definitely wanted you to know they had the Olsen twins.
0: So, yeah, uh, other wacky moments. Yeah, it's mostly to do with describing Marge's book or, yeah, mm. Lisa's little Herman's Head moment. But, yeah. yeah but
1: nothing, yeah, within the, the story proper no. was,
0: I think, whack. Uh, yeah. Apart from Homer crashing his car through the... Yeah, yeah oh, lane. yeah.
1: <laughs> that Somehow getting it like, <laughs> into Mr. Burns' office, yeah.
0: And some of the ambulance stuff, but that was just mostly implied wackiness or mm. they didn't quite go there, like, but with, oh, Lisa, I'm going to defibrillate you, not if I shoot you with morphine first.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's another joke I didn't like when Homer's like, I, I like his, this is keeping me awake and asleep. But then, then he does, does it. it. Yeah, I yeah. just he could have just said it. I don't know why we have to then do the visual as well. Because you have to see a cartoon character get zapped and so their skin turns into wavy lines. <laughs> yeah. <Zzz. laughs> yep,
0: yeah, the cartoon rule of twos, explain something and then show it just in yeah. case. Well,
1: just like, yeah, the book on tape. Where it's like, yeah. here it is and I'm going to read it out and then you're going to hear it anyway.
0: Yep. So yeah, other than that, not too many wacky moments, but the heart of this episode...
1: Yeah, um, it's there, and I think it actually works pretty well because it is so heavily integrated into the story. Yeah, that uh, yeah, you can absolutely understand Homer not reading it before it gets published, uh, yeah. and Marge yeah. being nervous about him reading it, and yeah, it all and then comes together nicely in the end.
0: The only part where it doesn't come together nicely is that extra scene where. Um, Homer's like, let's work on a little collaboration of our own. Yeah, and who then... really shot JFK? That was really weird. It yeah. was a
1: really bad final note. For an episode, I actually quite liked that final I th- bit. I it's think just... it feels like it was trying to play a misdirect off his... Yeah. yeah. Before, like, let's go and do a little collaboration. collaboration. And you're like, oh, sexy times. And then it's like they're doing a who shot JFK. Yeah. But that seems like the last thing that Homer would ever want to be interested in. Like, yeah. why isn't it the history of donuts or the history of men eating donuts? <laughs> no, or
0: absolutely. And then it doesn't even get saved with that Jack Ruby joke no, either. That's really. terrible. Because
1: it's just overperformed on those. He wanted to steal the Jack Ruby. Yeah. yeah that's a person. Oh, and yeah. also, you've got to kind of know a bit more about the JFK assassination yeah. to know who Jack Ruby is to yeah. even get that joke. So, anyone who's probably 25, when did this come out? 2004. Oh, shit. Anyone who's 14 (laughs) doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about anyhow.
0: No. Uh, And it does actually come to an interesting thing about this episode is I think it just had some really weak act breaks as well. Like the first one ended with Marge going, brownie break, and that was the joke. Yeah. And then the second one ended with a cut to Homer that sort of they were talking about him so it didn't feel out of place but he just uh yeah turns to someone in the back and goes oh so how much bleach did you drink and
1: yeah which is really yeah. the weakest ambulance joke there's some were pretty good like so where are you going tonight the hospital <laughs> yeah, it seems to be popular <laughs> yeah <right? laughs> What's going I feel like he goes into the quickie martin um, you got a crazy straw there's a guy with a broken back and i'm trying to make <laughs> him laugh
0: <laughs> yeah no see it was these moments with homer that really gave the episode the levity it needed um mm. And yeah, it was a shame with that a bleach one as well because they had the really good joke about it before. Where, what if Homer reads the book? He won't. What if they make a movie about it? He won't watch it. What if they parody it on Mad TV? Oh crap!
1: Yeah. <laughs> the, the ambulance was a bit hit and miss. Hit and miss. I think I'm glad that we didn't see. I didn't overdo it. Like I yeah. think just being like you never seen him get to the hospital and you never seen him picking anyone up. It's all mm-hmm. just you know, taxi cab confession type style. Yeah. But it was, yeah, the bleach one was pretty, especially because the other guy
0: was literally not responding. Not moving yeah. at all, yeah. It could have
1: been a dude, yeah. I'm sure that could have been funnier.
0: Yeah. Um, so would you watch this episode again? Yes. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, me too. What playlist are we putting it in?
1: Home of jobs, but that's easy. Yeah, uh,
0: home of double jobs. Novels, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Marge, a,
1: right, Marge writes a thing.
0: Yeah. yeah, actually pair this up with the episode we just watched. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the book job as well. Yeah, totally. Book episodes, definitely.
1: Mm. Alternate
0: period piece stories. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, like that really weird one where they're in fantasy. Oh, yeah. yeah that's the a, Surfson's,
0: yeah. yeah. That was a bizarre episode.
1: Because they're not... In context of anything, they're literally just in medieval times for no reason. There's not, they're not telling oh, right, a story for the, the whole episode. Yeah, whole episode. Yeah. They're just, and it's just, it's not a bad episode. It's just a really weird yeah, right. that we're just doing that. It's yeah,
0: hard. but yeah, I'd also pair this one uh, with the last episode we watched because it had Doctor Marvin Monroe reference. Yeah, like but... he just comes back as a character in this one, which
1: again was weird. It wasn't really a joke. He was like, "Oh, must Doctor Marvin Monroe? Know? I haven't seen you for years. I was very sick."
0: Yeah. It seemed and that bit, was it. It was, it was like
1: the perfect joke because we'd just seen it the yeah. episode before. Yeah. But yeah, it was odd. Would have been very odd by itself. Yeah, it was just so out of place. It was like, was this a voice actor who's come back? But I don't know, it just I don't know why it existed. It was strange. Mm.
0: Yeah, well, I think, yeah, they are playing with the whole ambiguity of what happened with him, and, Mm. you know, like in the 138th episode, Spectacular, when they do, which two popular Simpsons characters died in the past year, and it was him and Bleeding Gums Murphy, but... You're wrong, they were never popular. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, this would go well in a few playlists, but Phil, what would you change about this episode? think I've I found the first couple of bits
1: where we flashed into Marge's alternate reality where she was writing the book to be pretty <laughs> heavy-handed and shit. Yeah. Like it got better as she kind of figured out the story but to hear Marge writing and actually see what's happening and hear Marge saying the words was pretty awkward. Like I, I was yeah. fully expecting that to that just be a yeah, a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Um but apart from that it was pretty pretty strong. I think I liked pretty much all all of it.
0: No, you hit on a good point with the heavy handedness, like the the joke of her going, "Oh, that sailboat painting that's in our house always has yeah. always brought me inspiration." Maybe I could do something about whaling. A novel has never done that, and that's where you go, "Okay, cut the joke." And then she goes, "Thank you," and looks at the bottom of the picture, scene from Moby Dick, and it's, "Come yeah. on, yeah, it was a bit weird." That's it,
1: yeah. yeah. So that whole that whole first section, really, I thought I was ready for that to suck hard because it just a really weird, awkward lean mm. into it.
0: Yeah, yeah, awkward and just. Yeah, spelling it out and delivering that. Um, but what about you, BT? What would you change about this episode?
1: Well, unlike the last one, I'd only really, yeah, changed a little part. So i definitely changed that final, final scene, the stupid yeah. JFK bit. And yeah, things like the couple of jokes that just didn't land. The whole thing with the sailboat, which, haven't we, we had like three different origin stories for that painting?
0: Oh, definitely. And there's also a safe that's full of them in the Simpsons house. And Marge <laughs> painted it that's at right. one point. And yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: a weird um but yeah other than that story-wise i think it's really good and a lot of the jokes i laughed quite there's actually a lot more jokes in it as well compared to the last one so not many just a few bits and pieces uh what have i got here i still don't know if i like the line this is how you talk when you learn english from porno (laughs) movies it's like i can't tell if i like that i didn't mind (laughs) i thought it was all right it was very much uh like a what's that the dude from that 70s show, like Chez, what's
0: his name? Oh, Fez, For, mm. foreign exchange student. Yeah, <laughs> it was
1: it was that kind of, it was a line that would have worked better with him, I think. Because, you know, we know... A yeah, we know
0: he can talk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: He's a really smart guy as well. I do actually really like the little phone montage with the gossip spreading. That's a yeah. very oh, yeah. classic, you know, two people and then pan out and then pan out. And I, I really like that. It's a, it's a classic visual
0: yeah. bit. Subdividing the screen over yeah. and over again. Everybody's in their bathrobes and got face masks. and. Hmm. But I didn't like how it then cut to Moe. Uh, um, like, yeah. the, the joke about the fact that he was ordering a pizza, you know, hurry up and order, yeah. But then he goes, okay, yeah, spell? make the pepperoni spell out happy birthday. Ah, I'm mo, I'm alone, that's my yeah. character. It was, it it was, was enough hard. to
1: have him gossiping with a pizza guy to get that point across. Yeah. So yeah, little things like that. I think I changed the very beginning and the very end. Because I like Homer having the food and driving. Yeah. But just, uh, when he gets to Mr. Burns' office, it's really clunky and really awkward. And not yeah. a lot of jokes there. Although I do like he runs over the safety inspector and he goes, Promise me you'll report this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other thing I didn't get at all was the when they were getting uh, other authors' comments for Marge's book. And they mm-hmm. did a yeah. the whole bit on Thomas Pynchon?
0: Yes, Thomas Pynchon who, playing himself in this episode. Who the
1: fuck is that?
0: Yeah. Uh, I, no. I was asking you guys. You guys are the guys that read books. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I
1: don't know who this is. And they spent a lot of time on a guy who was literally. A brown paper bag with a question mark over his head, Mm. standing in front of a house with a neon sign saying, Thomas Pynchon's house. And they're like, oh, it's a reclusive author who wants a photo. Like, it only lands because he yells out, who wants a photo with a reclusive author? Other yeah. than that, I don't get it at all. Yeah. It's like, okay, I guess he's reclusive and this is funny because he's got a big neon sign out in front of his house.
0: But yeah. yeah, also simultaneously a paper bag so no one can tell who he is. But he's like, yeah. yeah it was... I, 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 I I loved it, even though I don't I, not know who he is. I do <laughs> like the bit with
1: Tom Clancy. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was great. This is Tom Clancy. If you want me to say that Marge Simpson's book is a clear and present danger to your f- spare time, well, I'm not going to. <laughs> What do you mean I just did? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I was actually reading something interesting that they do that all the time when they're putting up quotes for like movie posters from reviews and stuff. Oh, really?
1: they actually take it out of context.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, so- sometimes you'll see, yeah, frenetic, fast-paced action, and then the rest of the sentence really drags this movie down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's a great poster, I can't remember what movie it's for, and it's like the reviews from all the newspapers and stuff and they're all yeah. like five stars, five stars, five stars and then there's one in the middle and it, like the characters are standing over it so it looks like it's five stars but you can only see two of them <laughs> but it's actually a two star review and I just put it in the middle so it looks like the characters are blocking
0: out the other two stars you're like yeah, well played. Um, and the other guest stars for this episode, yeah, the aforementioned Olsen twins, they did fine. Yeah, they it- did fine for reading a book
1: I think if the setup wasn't so long getting to that bit how they constantly throw back and forth to each other
0: Take it, it was kind of
1: funny but yeah the getting there took so long it, it really lost impact by the time we got there
0: yeah um, and it was just the Simpsons going look who we got for this episode although yeah. I do
1: like it's like her heart was heavy with feeling oh that's sad I didn't know people in the past got sad
0: <laughs> musical moments of this episode I love Homer's little parody of cars <laughs> as he's washing out Hosing the my car,
1: They're getting out all the blood some of, of it's mine, not, but most of it's not. Here's Marge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is, yeah, absolutely uh, yeah, saved by the Here's Marge. Or not that it needed saving. It was just really good. He <laughs> does
1: that every now and then, just randomly throws to a song. And yeah. It.
0: yeah. My favorite is still shaving my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Getting it all shaved off. <laughs> yeah, and other than that, no other musical moments. Phil, any other notes about this episode before we rank this thing?
1: One good joke where they're inside the yeah? the novel. And she's like, "I'll prove it to anyone on this this island." And she's like, "Nantucket's an island." And it cuts to Marge (laughs) at the kitchen table with a dictionary or an atlas, going, "It is."
2: Yeah, I do like. I thought that
1: was like that was pretty good because I didn't know Nantucket, nor do I care. But it's like, yeah, I like that she's learning from her own book. (laughs) And then the other note I had was there was a really fucking weird moment where she decides to print her book Mm -hmm. in the kitchen where the computer now is with a printer connected to it. Yep, and she. Prints it and as it's doing the old school, yep, she oh, pretty much orgasms while standing yeah. there watching yeah. Was yeah. Really... it. Yeah, was, it was odd. It's like I get that she's meant to be really excited, but it was like, oh, that's good printing. Mm. Yeah, it was, mm. I was like. Mm. Huh? And then it uh, made me out loud go, ew. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I felt a little gross, which is a shame because, yeah, I, I loved so much of like Marge's process material, you know? Yeah, I just did a paragraph. And <laughs> what's the line about the Milky Way?
1: Uh, it's uh. Like, this book's getting darker than that new Milky Way. That's a good metaphor. I'll work that in somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, she had like a bunch of those moments, which was, okay, I've done the thank yous. Now it's time to work on the book. Yeah.
1: yeah. I like how she's gone. I just did my first paragraph.
0: Time for spell check perfect. <laughs> yeah. Let's
1: see if lightning strikes
2: twice. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I, I really enjoyed, yeah, watching Margie, you know, getting excited about mm. this process, and then yeah, really uh, excited to share it with Homer, who just couldn't give a shit, which, yeah, really helped propel the story along. I thought it was really good. Yep. Alright, my final notes for this episode, and there aren't that many. Um. Yeah, the Homer's ordering Krusty Burger at the start, the twisty lards, and the <laughs> um, I'll get the bag deep fried. And yeah, the d- sign yeah.
1: has a hot lettuce injection. does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, that, that was filled with a bunch of good gags. I might actually even put that screenshot up on the Facebook page. Nice. I like when Homer gets thrown out of the nuclear plant and it's the classic, I had a hat, but it's, <laughs> I had a car. <laughs> Two people just casually throwing it next to him. It's perfect. Yeah. And yeah, there was some good joke about the bookstore, which might actually be an outdated concept where they go to the bookstore and Lisa's like, I'm going to go to the books. They're on the fourth floor.
1: Yeah, because yeah, everything else is coffee. And yeah, muffin. and yeah, I Marge
0: just think... like, oh, bookstore. I could use a muffin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good play on kind of all that borders and yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: whatever else there was.
0: Yeah, but I, I don't know if they those sort of stores exist anymore. Again, I don't read.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think. Well, certainly not here. But we only really got one or two of those anyhow. Yeah, yeah. much more of an American thing. No, it's a lot sad borders is gone. That was. Oh, I loved them, but they yeah. can't compete with. Whatever they're competing with.
0: <laughs> but I mean, half the problem with Borders is like when I went, I was just grabbing a coffee and I'd, I'd have something quickly to read and I wouldn't actually buy it because they facilitated that. Yeah, yeah. And
1: they encouraged it as well. Yeah. But also they've charged a lot for their coffee and that's where they make their money. That's is.
0: how they get you. Yep. Well, they did. They weren't that good at it because they're gone now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also true. Yeah. Because they tried to do CDs and DVDs as well. Ah,
0: uh, so yeah. Was wait. it
1: pre G B though?
0: Um, Pre JB as or we know big, it to now, yeah. yeah. So
1: there's still that one in
0: Parramatta, but yeah, because uh, yeah,
1: I think JB was out.
0: Yeah, but I they know. were more hi fi and yeah. um, like stereos and stuff. They weren't like flogging DVDs or CDs as much. It's... It is
1: weird to think that that used to just be at, like one store in Parramatta. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, insane, and, and yeah. it was
1: for a really, really long time as well.
0: And, yeah, now it's uh, becoming, like, the main place you go for, like, homewares and stuff now. That they they're sell tra- fridges. Yeah. They're, that's really? That really, really freaks me out. Yeah. That's odd. Because, they, yeah, they were burning so much of their floor space on CDs and DVDs that people weren't buying. There like, yeah, they've opened up they've into homewares. Diverse, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: That makes sense. But now they've also got, like, a whole shelf for vinyl. Like, this is really confusing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it, it is amazing that, yeah, vinyl <gasps> is, like, the big seller.
1: I saw the uh, vinyl that has Rogue One for the soundtrack of Rogue One. That oh, a yeah. New it. It has a holographic Tie Fighter in the middle that spins around. I was, I was like, I don't have a record player, but I was <laughs> fucking close to buying that. It's like 110 bucks, but oh, I'm wow. like, oh, I want
0: this. <laughs> no vinyl, they they are pricey, but yeah, I really want to get a record player though. But I've got one. Oh, have yeah. You?
1: yeah, yeah. I want to get one as well, but then I just know that's another thing I'm going to start collecting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be another thing that eats into all my space. Exactly. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah, I, I've already got my entire cupboard taken up by fucking Amiibos right now. <laughs> and they won't stop uh, releasing
1: it. Uh, like a thing for the Nintendo, little figures, and then you put them on the oh, gamepad right. and gotcha. it'll activate something in the I game. thought you had a wild collection of Amiibos for a second. No. <laughs> I was like, that can't take up that much space, <laughs> should <they?" No. laughs> Would you like to see my collection of Amiibo? <laughs> You'll need a microscope.
0: Uh, other jokes I like, uh, Homer, like fantasy Homer going, I just came back from Portsmouth, now I want to get in your mouth. Yeah. Your myth. <laughs> yeah, that was gross.
1: Yeah. yeah. But it illustrated him as a as a buffoon and an oaf.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it sort of feels like his character, as well as like Marge later going, oh, should I put this in? Well, snuggling cells. Like <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess it's a, that's, that's much more Marge, though, because she's yeah. so mm. prudish. And I, felt, I feel that in the book, where it was more reflective of Homer as that weird character, yeah. to be making out with the... Figurehead on the ship. Yeah. The half nude mermaid lady made of wood. Yeah, I know we're co
0: workers, but. <laughs> yeah,
1: than it is to make a word pun on Portsmouth because yeah. it's M O U T H. Yeah, it almost feels too clever. Mouth, yeah. <laughs> and it's too too clever and too clunky for yeah. mm. drunken, eye of seagull for dinner, Homer. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the whales weren't biting, okay? I do like all the town are talking about, oh, this is a book about Large and Homer. And is it Otto he sticks his head in and goes, uh, Pa- Temperance's name changes to Marge for three paragraphs <laughs> yeah. on page 10. <laughs> I do. Like that.
0: No, that was awesome. When um, someone's
1: Mary suing so hard, they yeah.
0: forget. <laughs> and I like uh, when Marge is uh, trying to get Homer to read the book. Look, it's double spaced. Woohoo, I'm halfway done. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of when they're doing the jigsaw puzzle. Oh, these two pieces are stuck together. We're halfway there. <laughs> I like when Marge is writing the sequel. It's like, part two, the thunder from down under. Temperance yep. was looking at the shrimp on the barbie. Yeah. <laughs> and... I do
1: also like um, the end of the book. It was like when Terence watched the two men she'd loved and the one whale she admired go into the ocean. I don't see Homer getting dragged towards the camera and then just boop. Yeah. Then <laughs> water.
0: It was really good and looked visually good and, and really visually interesting when uh, Homer is chasing Flanders and the sky goes all grey. It felt mm. like the... The scenes were now washed with a, a new palette that was sort of uh, the, the ominous palette. Yeah, and tying into that last scene of the book that they uh, played out as well. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Also, when Homer was reaching in to grab Ned at his front door and like random third arm appears, what do yeah. you think of that joke? I did
1: like, actually like the joke. Yeah, yeah, I kind of liked it because it was it kind of it gave a visual representation to his anger of getting inside Father's house. Yeah, it's just three arms. You know, okay, it's a bit of a gag. And then I do like the payoff with Nelson. Nelson just, just stealing, stealing doormats. Yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> Do doormats belong on the inside of the house? That's I what was I was thinking. Yeah. Jordan's
0: in the corner. <laughs> doormats uh. belong outside. <laughs> mm-hmm. Guess it is time to rank this thing. It is that time. BT, kick it off. Um, I'm a little
1: conflicted on this one because my guts are saying silver, but my brains are saying it wasn't that good. Mm. I think I just had a really good time with this one. so ah, Do I shift it down to bronze? I liked it more than the last one and i definitely got more laughs out of it i'm going to sit on a silver i might change that all right yeah it's it does have a lot of flaws like i said the the very last scene i really don't like crashing into burns's office i don't it was clunky there was some really clunky stuff but there were some great jokes and just for that radio fart bit alone yeah. that was just gold
0: <laughs> now something i've definitely referenced in my yeah, life yeah. a bunch um, of times
1: see so yeah, i'm going to say silver i'm going to sit with there for the moment and just all just right. just feel
0: it out cool what about you phil
1: I think I'm going to sit silver as well. I mean, kind of, it wasn't wasn't amazing, but mm. it was not, it was pretty good. That's what's yeah. kind of uh-huh. getting me. For one, that we have had a lot of complaints about, I'm surprised. That's when my guts are sitting on this one. But yeah, follow the guts. They say silver. Yeah, I didn't, and it wasn't. Certainly, I didn't hate it, so it's not participant failure. And I didn't think it was an amazing episode, so it's not gold QZ, yeah, QZ, whatever you call it. Yep. Yeah, I think silver.
0: Yep. um, I'm totally in agreement. This is one of those episodes to me, which is amusing where, you know, the parts that I didn't like don't drag it down too much. Mm. I'm like, I'm more like, oh, that was a shame. That could have been, you know, that could have used another draft.
1: Yeah, but they're just quick and done. And so by the time you're angry about it, it's over.
0: Yeah, to me, this fits perfectly in the middle of the road at that. And um, it is, yeah, it is a good episode. I'm happy to give it See, silver.
1: Unanimous silver.
0: Unanimous silver. It is joining such other unanimous silvers as C.E. Doll. Millhouse doesn't live here anymore. Another one from season 15. The seemingly never-ending story. The play within a play within a play within a play one. Uh, Little Girl in the Big Ten. I think that was uh, where Lisa's pretending to be a college girl. Oh
1: yeah, that was a good episode.
0: Uh, the Call of the Simpsons, where season one, where the Simpsons get an RV. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think maybe the RV one gets a little, a little better, but yeah. maybe because
0: it's so old and so. I think that's what we said at the time is mm. that there's a lot of iconic moments in it, but it is really slow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it takes a very weird step when they think Homer's Bigfoot.
0: Yeah, but that's, like, when the story gets, like, really fast-paced and energetic and awesome, but Mm. it's also halfway through the third act, so it really races to the end, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, season one you sort of forgive it for that stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. And now we are going back to that classic era and we are going to be reviewing season four's Krusty Gets Cancelled. Ooh. Yeah, this one will be another one that goes into the a lot of guest stars <laughs> listing.
1: Oh, yeah. Shit, this one's got heaps. Definitely your theme for this week, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. The stars
1: and writing books. Will Marvin Monroe show up again?
0: It, we'll, we'll see. Maybe oh. we'll see his corpse in the background or something. Delightful. <laughs> Imagine that. Like, they had this secret thing, you know, Spot Marvin Munro's corpse in the background. It's yeah. like how South Park like sneak an alien in the background yeah, of most yeah. episodes. Yeah. There's this like
1: it's not a gag they play once every eight seasons. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, we'll be back. bye And we are back, and we just watched Season 4, Episode 22, the season finale, Krusty Gets Cancelled. This was written by John Swartzwelder, and first released in May of 1993. In this episode, after a new TV sensation, Garbo, takes all of Krusty's viewership away, Krusty's show gets cancelled, and he assembles a a star-studded bunch of people to do a comeback special, and it's assumed everything works out for him, Mm, I guess. It is. Yeah, guys, what did you think?
1: Is good. Yeah, it's mm. pretty good. I gotta say, it was actually a lot weaker in the beginning. When I was sitting around like, "Wow, this is actually kind of not great." The very, the very first part, but then it picks up dramatically. So yeah, I kind of found that a lot of the jokes in there were good, mm-hmm. and I there's lots of laughing points. But the story kind of, and maybe because we've seen it so many times and mm. it's so old, yeah. the story was a bit lackluster for me.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I was just non-stop note-taking throughout that entire episode. And I think it is of that thing where you look at the story, not much actually happens. It's just mm. because they're doing so much service to all these guest stars.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but it's gotta say, giving everyone service was actually the funniest part. Like, yeah, definitely. They got such good material out of the guest stars, which was fantastic.
0: Oh, absolutely. May as well just jump ahead to, uh, to the guest star question. So, yeah, first up, Johnny Carson. Like, I don't have much of an affinity with him, of course. No. We didn't really get the late night thing no. over here.
1: But yeah, you get just from context that he's just so iconic and amazing. They love him so much. That they make him juggle a car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Play accordion with uh, Grandpa and Jasper balancing on his head. Like, <laughs> no, I, I thought I thought he did well. And when he was like, are you sure you want to join us for dinner? My guests will be Dr. Carl Sagan and someone from the San Diego Zoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, from what little I know about Carson, that was very much his thing. To, oh, yeah. And yeah. he does yeah.
1: little, the golf swing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just missing that guy. Whatever his name is, going hiyo. <laughs> um, Hugh Hefner. I thought that was a great appearance as well. Rest in peace. Another mm-hmm. one who died recently. Yeah,
1: I think he did, did alright actually. Like the voicing sound good, and his character was not what you'd kind of really expect.
0: Yeah, but yeah, playing with that whole thing. You know, people talk about the grotto and the lounge, but no one ever talks about the biosphere and the...
1: The uh, alternative re- uh, energy research center. <laughs> yeah. All of this. Bunnies a- are in lab coats. Yeah. yeah. Is that a desalination plant? Well, <laughs> the grotto uses so much water. Yeah, the-, the bunnies thought it'd be a good idea. Those are smart bunnies, Hef. Can I call you Hef? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, Bart with his uh, classic... Yeah, yeah, pipe with bubbles and stuff like Bubble yeah, pipe, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and just coming around to that, I thought that was one point that stood out to me about the story. It felt organic the way they introduced Bart and Lisa into helping Krusty here. Yeah,
1: they see him standing on the street corner offering to drop his pants for money, <laughs> get him home, and then just get the idea from looking at all the photos. So yeah, surprisingly, putting two children with a fallen megastar actually totally made sense in this. Yeah, instance.
0: and yeah, and then they go around and they they recruit all the celebrities, but then. <laughs> come back to find crusty destroyed <laughs> yeah uh, if, uh, i thought i'd lose weight so i uh, drank a bunch of milkshakes you <laughs> diet milkshakes oh no <laughs>
1: that's that's my weird note on this episode is that time is just all over the place so gabbo comes on tv and then like two scenes later Krusty's canceled it's like how long has this been going on like, yeah. yeah and with Krusty as well he gets fat and thin again in in what seems like yeah, a handful of scenes. Like, how, what's our time frame? Yeah, here? it feels it doesn't like yeah. matter, but he it's also a, he gets obese in about twelve seconds. Mm. Yeah, in the amount of time it took Bart and Lisa to talk to like four people, yeah, <laughs> he got m- morbidly obese, and then in the time of, of just a montage, he got rid of it again. It's like, yeah, all right. I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just something I kind of noticed through this hmm. watching.
0: Uh, I guess it. Uh, that part of the story didn't need to happen. I guess
1: obviously it was time filler. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was still kind of funny.
0: But yeah, amazing in an episode that already feels so jam-packed. It was its own little story branch that happened mm. for a while. As well, uh, Bette Midler, I thought her scene... Uh, All her stuff with yeah. picking on the, on up the, the trash, yeah. <laughs> oh no, Bette Midler. That was excellent. <laughs> I'll get you, Midler. <laughs> <laughs> Time to take out the trash.
1: Destroying people on the highway.
0: Yep, and uh, her singing with Krusty, I always love when they get like an excellent singer and then one of these characters, you make me fly higher than he yeah. eagle. <laughs> it really illustrates
1: the difference between a good singer and someone who's yeah. a voice Who actor. Who sounds like yeah.
0: Absolutely, and you know, uh, musicians mostly sports stars, but some musicians like have a hard time with the acting part. But mm. I think Bette Midler's just got all that theater well, experience. She's an actor as well, yeah, yeah, that's true. And yeah, from I, I being in Rochelle, Rochelle, <laughs> about a woman's erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. That's the one. <laughs> Rochelle, Rochelle. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, she was good in that Seinfeld episode oh, yeah. as well oh, yeah. when like Kramer was taking care of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's not bad, yeah.
1: I do love that oh no bet midler. I kind of forgot that in the recesses of my Simpsons yeah. references, but mm-hmm. good lord, that's funny. No, yeah. I, it, it's so
0: good. <laughs> and I thought it was interesting the way they animated her as well, where her teeth didn't have any lines.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I did didn't notice.
0: Know.
1: Yeah. She's like a horse.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Like the horse that licks crusty. <laughs> no, oh. Ron, don't look at me. Don't come over <laughs> here. <laughs> oh, it's very adorable. <laughs> Just that doe-eyed horse. <laughs> oh, you look sad. Who else do we have? We have Luke Perry. Oh, <laughs> what are you making, Sideshow Luke Perry? <laughs> A 19th century English carousel. Yeah. No, that was great. I like how they made him his half brother for some reason.
1: Yeah, it was because just... there's no other way you can link to him. Like he's worked with Elizabeth Taylor and and Bette Midler, but he couldn't yeah. have worked with Luke Perry. No, he's...
0: that's true because at the time this was released, this would have been like right in the height of nine hundred two one hundred.
1: Yep, plum nine hundred season. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is Luke Perry up to these days? I wonder.
1: I think he's in Riverdale. On yeah. the Netflix show. Oh, really? Someone told me I watched that the first episode of that. It's ridiculous. I haven't I watched, watched, any, of it. I haven't watched <laughs> any of it, but somebody told me that A he's... gritty reboot of Archie. Come on. <laughs> it's weird. But yep. there's no Jughead, though. Oh, no, he's in it. Oh, is, it? He's is he wearing I still... I don't think a, they call him Jughead. A paper but... crown. They're not calling him junkhead. Is he wearing a... a he's he's wearing like a hipster version of the hat. It's... it's... Yeah. Just, yeah it's the weirdest thing to gritty reboot <laughs> it,
0: it is like just a trashy sort of soap drama kind of like the oc or something though isn't it uh
1: again i only watched know what's the first episode but yeah there's like a murder mystery element oh and, okay yeah interesting <laughs> they're merging riverdale and scooby-doo Apparently, it, it was meant to be like twin peaksian or something like that dude.
2: yeah weird. Uh, weird. it's
1: the weirdest idea we got to We've gotta remake this okay what do we do let's get just dark yeah Yeah. serious what what's left that's not owned by anybody that needs Uh, to be remade and and arch and mrs grundy's young then archie's having like an affair with her (laughs) Oh, that's gross.
2: <laughs> it's really funny.
0: Well, I look forward to the um, Little Lulu gritty remake. <laughs> that's That'll probably be coming out.
1: Lulu, but, get in here. <laughs> you fucked up all of downtown. The mayor's going to have my ass.
0: <laughs> It'll it probably happen. Like, there was a really good joke on the latest South Park where they're at the Netflix office and they answer the phone by going, Hello, this is Netflix. Your show is greenlit. How may I help you? <laughs> <laughs> that
1: does explain some of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, Luke Perry, yeah, I, I love the gag with the cannon as well. How mm-hmm. what did it shoot him through? It went through uh, a sandpaper factory,
1: <laughs> museum of sandpaper, and then Apu just stacking up jars of acid at half price, <laughs> and then
0: lands in a pillow factory that then gets instantly
1: de- <laughs> uh, demoed. I just love him, like my face, my valuable face. Yeah, the
0: the the, wo- the choice of words there, valuable. valuable. Yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> mm. And, oh, uh, God, we're still going through the guest stars. Liz Taylor, I thought this was a very uh, funny call to her. <laughs> yeah, Again, yeah. animated weird. She had, like, a ring of blue around her pupils.
1: Because she's very famous for her eyes. Oh, so, is that uh, the thing? Uh, yeah. And yeah. also, this, the callback to her I thought was weird. So they had the bit where she's in there polishing her Oscar and her, I assume, agent, agent or, or butler. butler or something. Yeah. Some children were here asking about you to appear in a crusty remake, uh, comeback episode. I sent them away, and she's like, good. Yeah, And it carries on. I thought that'd be great. But then it goes back to a way late in the piece. Yeah, watching the episode. Yeah, and, and she's like, oh, i got to fire that agent. I, I forgot all about you, Disneyland. Yeah, I, You didn't need to come back for that.
0: Yeah, I think that scene sort of dragged on a little long, but it was done to uh, really highlight the visualization of that ring and her eyes reflecting in it. I guess that's tying into her famous yeah, eyes. Though. I suppose so. While she's watching Hugh Hefner play uh, bow glass, wine, yeah. wine glasses filled with water.
1: Yeah. Apparently she actually has some kind of weird condition that really makes her eyes stand out or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like she was on the it's set was. of some, she was on the set of some, some movie and someone's like, nah, get that eye makeup up, up, up off her. It doesn't work. And she's like, um, I'm not wearing any. Wow. This just what her eyes look like. <laughs> be like, this Taylor's not the person to ever not be wearing makeup. Apparently that's how the story goes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Um... And uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and one of my favorite bands of all time, and probably the reason I'm a, I am a bass player, is, mm-hmm. is Flea. Yeah, I, I just, I get stoked every time I see this episode and see them.
1: <laughs> I love when Flea, Flea just pops up in things.
0: Yeah, oh, <laughs> he's a, a cameo king. Yeah. What's it, Big Lebowski, he was in Baby Driver. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's yeah.
1: in Fear and Loathing. That's
0: right, he's the guy in the bathroom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so sometimes he's a bigger character and sometimes he just pops up. It's, it's great. Yeah. You uh, keep doing you, Flea.
0: Yeah, oh, he's amazing. And he's opened up this fantastic music school in California, which has uh, really been helping a lot of people out and they constantly doing charity. But yeah, lovely. But the interesting thing about this is um, they had booked this guest slot to appear on The Simpsons and uh, halfway through their current tour that they were on, the Blood Sugar Sex Magic Tour, their guitarist John Frusciante quit. This would actually happen to be par for the course for that guitarist who, like, threw out the chili peppers, like, quit another five times or something. Mm -hmm. So, the guy who's actually being the voice of the guitarist is just a random uh, session guy called Eric Marshall. And yeah, it was just a really interesting thing that, yeah, this guy in his credits of. Everything he's done <laughs> includes a Simpsons episode, just because he was the touring guitarist it was at just the time, the right time, for yeah, yeah, there for the right time. But well, yeah, you go, um, Chad Smith and Anthony Kiedis. It's so, uh, uh, yeah, I think they all did a good job and.
1: Mm. I just really love their one little line. Where it's like we need you to ch- the network wants you to change some of your lyrics. No way, man! Our lyrics are our children. All right, but what if instead of what I got, you got to get and put it in you? You say what I want is what I'd like to hug and kiss you. Yeah. That's <laughs> so much better. We have something <laughs> everyone can enjoy now.
0: Enjoy that. Yeah, I love that back and forth. It's brilliant. Yeah, and they were animated really well, and the whole underpants thing, mm. and <laughs> like um, I can't believe they debased themselves. I need a bigger lolly. <laughs> um, and then yeah, how they call back to it at the end. Hey, you can't walk in here. Rest like that.
1: <laughs> oh, Mo, stop being such a square. If it feels good, do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't snap my undies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. Um, There is one little Jordan's Adel Corner, though. Uh-huh. They drew... Jordan's f- oh, got Corner! <laughs> they drew Flea playing a guitar. That's uh, terrible. No. They didn't, Who's on point there? No one. No. I could see the top of the guitar had six little tuning pegs. It should be four. Mm-hmm. Terrible. <laughs> Anal. They thought we wouldn't notice. And God, okay, so that was four in one. And finally, the last guest star, Barry White, was in there a little bit at the start. Oh, in, the, yeah. in the Hollywood Squares thing. Oh, that was very quick. Mm. Yeah. Come up to Mass Square. It's safe and sexy. I can't <laughs> do a Barry White
1: <laughs> I do like, yeah, the very start of this is, like, welcome to Springfield Beach, where sewerage meets the sand. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great And call. the little
0: crab. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, all game shows off the beach. There's a tsunami headed your way.
0: Yep. Well, okay, so that was like about 20 minutes of us talking about the guest stars. <laughs> so for the first question, uh, BT, better or worse, what jokes stood out for you?
1: Um, A lot of them, actually. As I said the first half of this was actually, I thought, kind of weak, and I was really surprised. But then mm-hmm. uh, there's so many... Uh, okay, crazy old man. Oh, great machine, yeah,
0: what she used excellent. to be. Singing like so much throughout my life. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and oh no, Pet Midler. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, we already talked about the Alternative Research Energy Center.
0: Yeah, we might have already covered a bunch of these. <laughs> yep.
1: Hello, look over there. What? What, is that it? What am I looking at?
0: Hey, Mo, can I walk? Yeah, it'll cast you. Uh, Wallet's in the car. What an idiot.
1: And now, back to the wall. Oh,
0: that was a good one. Uh, Phil, what jokes, for the better or worse, stood out to you for this episode?
1: I kind of. Li- like the little cameo that Bubble Bee Man had. When, mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. when he gets his ratings. He's like, we lost to the channel. Ocho, what the hell is that? And he picks <laughs> on, it's just Bubble Bee Man. He says something in Spanish. and then gets, jueves, favor. Yeah, gets an egg in each eye. And he's like, I'm stealing that bit. <laughs> one of those are all right. Um... There's a lot of actually a lot of really good jokes, and I didn't write them all down because I was too busy enjoying them. Mm. Um. As you should, as we recommend. I did love the Luke Perry fight through many different things that would hurt your face. Yeah. <laughs> it was excellent. Museum of sandpaper.
0: <laughs> um, Just for uh, lack of a better joke to mention at the time, I did like in um, Krusty's whole weight loss montage, there were a few good jokes there where Marge's hair's fucking yeah. almost destroying the cat at every every turn. <laughs> and then Homer and Krusty practicing boxing together. <laughs> Gabbo's on TV, Krusty yeah, launches into port <laughs> <increased dramatically, didn't> <laughs> it. Pork prices increase dramatically. Homer launches. And then, yeah, in the next bit where yeah. Krusty's just beating up a big uh, cut of meat. he's <laughs> just casually just biting in, it. Just, yeah. yeah, it's a
1: nice little um, Rocky reference. Oh, is it? Yeah, because Rocky trains by punching meat.
0: Yeah, I still need to
1: see that movie. Trains in a freezer because he's a meat guy.
0: So, for better or worse, what story points stood out to you for this episode? Take it away, Phil.
1: I think the main story's weakish. Mm-hmm. In, ju- in just that, Krusty gets cancelled because another show becomes more popular than he is. Yeah, and then the kids collaborate to save him. So we've seen that. Not Probably not this time in 93, but we've seen that eight, ten times as a story point in itself. Yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't bad, but it's just, I think because it's so early on and we now expect so much from a Simpsons episode, it feels like it There could have been more.
0: Yeah, it's weird how it both feels overstuffed and a little bit empty at the same time.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think, like, in terms of gags and things that are happening, there's tons and tons, and so much more now than the modern episodes. Yeah. But I think story-wise, there's, there's no B story, and it's just this story that plods along. Really, in the story, the story is three sentences. Krusty gets fired, Bart and Lisa help him gain his notoriety and fame and job back. All's right with the world at the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. Everything resets to zero. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And I wouldn't... Actually, it was interesting to say that this is the season-ending episode, because mm. I found the end of it was kind of a bit lacklustre. Like, it kind of really tapered off quietly.
0: Yeah, it didn't, yeah, I I was interested to notice that the show didn't actually have a climactic moment. It was just immediate cut to the rap party, and I thought that was actually a little unsatisfying. Yeah, mm. it was
1: kind of you didn't work out, you didn't or walk out, we didn't walk out anyway. But you mm. didn't like for the end of a season, you didn't go, oh fuck, that's, that's so annoying. It's the end of the season. I have to wait until next year. Yeah, kind of like, oh. I mean, the whole crusty comeback special starts with send in the clowns. Yeah, which is a slow, boring song about clowns. And ends with Wind Beneath My Wings, which is a slow, boring song about Bette Midler. Yeah. So that whole thing was kind of not great, Mm. apart from the Luke 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 Perry cannon (laughs) and
0: juggling cars. Yep, yep. Uh, BT, what story points stood out for you?
1: Nothing really stood out. I think it all just because it moved at a fair enough pace, and there wasn't anything... Well, no big like, plot, plot twists or reveals or anything that really changed the direction it was going. Gabbo come, arrives, Krusty gets cancelled, Krusty comes back. It's just very straightforward. So, I don't know, I suppose it's uh, because nothing really stood out. That's all. It's all just okay. Yeah, it's fine.
0: well for me the standout thing was the whole Gabbo storyline and how uh, quickly it showed uh, the fickle public abandoning mm. Krusty for this new thing which is a tired old concept as well. Yeah. And, and I like how Tr- Krusty tries to keep up as shows I want to do. <laughs>
1: yeah, so you want ventriloquism, huh? Fine. <laughs> Why op- is a raven like a writing desk? <laughs>
0: what is the answer to that riddle?
1: Uh, it was meant to never have one, but apparently it's because they are both—they both produce few notes and are never backwards. So raven backwards is never, and so you don't put a writing desk backwards either. Ah. Apparently that's meant to be. it. I like Shag's answer of neither one can swim. <laughs>
0: Not, bad, not it's, bad. It's
1: pleasantly absurd. I did <laughs> want to look up because um, there's a weird bit when they're just having Gabo, Gabo, Gabo! Yeah. Uh, without actually telling people what it is. And there's a billboard and Mr. Burns drives past and goes, Smithers, look, Garbo is coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had to look that up. So apparently it might be a reference to Greta Garbo, who was it, a Swedish born American actress. Oh, yeah. And it does seem like the old timey thing that Mr. Burns would know, but that meant nothing to any of us. Yeah, no. I just thought it was Mr. Burns just mispronouncing something. Yeah, but he's yeah you know, he he says Garbo was coming, so he's like, okay, and he's like, Mister Ben's is fixing up his hair and I don't know, was odd. So I'm not even sure that's what it's a reference to. But
0: well, that sort of like might be what this episode sort of won't age well because like I always try to think about what a new viewer would think watching these episodes, and this one like full of so many outdated mm. uh, celebrities and references and i mean not that like necessarily chili peppers or bet midler have gone away but they're not like yeah they're not hot topics so. yeah mhm so how many times before today do you think you've seen this episode
1: uh, i've definitely seen this one probably about 10 in the course of my lifetimes Yep. i'm going to say many
0: Yeah, I'm going to put this in the 50 plus. I know there was a VHS tape with this and I know this is one that a lot of quotes me and my family quote all the time, especially Don't Snap My Undies. (laughs) Um and yeah because and yeah my brothers love the chilli peppers as well like the hug and kiss you yeah. line oh, and, like we'd uh, even sing that over when give it away was on
1: and uh, the squeaky voice teen dropping the hot taco in the fryer oh, that I'll get it out
0: oh, oh, I don't want it this comes out of my salary <laughs>
1: if I had a girlfriend she'd kill me that's it I think that's one of the best lines if I had a girlfriend she'd kill me
2: yeah
0: it was interesting it didn't look like squeaky voice teen and they had another moment like that with Raphael who was mm. uh, not in his model Either and Bart was like, Oh, you wouldn't like it, it's quite lowbrow. No, no, I'm quite lowbrow.
1: Yeah, there's a dirty limerick on the bathroom. wall. this is I gotta see.
0: <laughs> I love that, yeah, that someone would rush to see a bathroom limerick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where have the limericks gone from bathrooms these days? Uh, everyone's got phones, so they're all too busy Facebooking yeah. them to graffiti stuff.
1: People just draw penises now it's a shame Shame. yeah
0: long lost art the bathroom limerick (laughs) it'll come back
1: I'm sure I'm surprised the hipsters aren't doing it
0: yeah Mm. (laughs) Uh, were there any other quoteful or impactful moments like that have stuck with you for the year through the years
1: I think we've quoted them all so far (laughs) yeah pretty much I do like there's a bit where Krusty's talking to Sideshow Mel in the taco place Mm yeah and he's like ah my new manager respects me and the manager walks in and goes is this clown bothering you? And I was like, I like that. Like yeah. Any kind of use of the actual word clown while there's a clown there. Yeah. But there is a bit, Um, it's actually the opposite. It's something that I think was cut from the Channel 10 broadcast where they crank call Krusty and he's like, is this about that porno? Listen, that normally never happens yeah. to me.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it was like a fly over my head moment or if it was cut, but man. I, I feel like that was
1: cut. I, I swear I would have remembered that. But, um, yeah.
0: But I mean, at the same time as well, it, it, it's like the fart joke before. It never actually says the words or anything, but uh, the heavily implied. <laughs> yeah, but
1: sometimes Shantan will cut them just for time. It does say the word century. "porno," so. Oh yeah. Plus, yeah. it was easy to cut because it's all just audio. So all you have to do is just go straight to the. We're a Japanese camera company. Want to pay you two million dollars? Oh yeah. yeah,
0: and then Krusty's line: "Oh, I hope I didn't offend you. I'm not going to repeat it." <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, that was. <laughs> Yeah, definitely a mid nineties gag.
0: Yep, yep. Can't get away with that now. Um, so talk about the wackiness of this episode. Um, besides Carson, i was about to say, cars. <laughs> how strong
1: is Carson? Holy shit!
0: <laughs> so I always wondered throughout the. Oh, is this something that he does? Is this a magic? He no. spins cars. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I don't like. Think I've so. never seen Johnny Carson.
1: Like, he's even too old for me. I think it's just a to be. He's and the greatest entertainer on earth. Yeah, so he can just do anything. I think he was just enormously famous because he had the biggest talk show in the probably on earth yeah yeah so.
0: absolutely and um yeah, wacky moments. I guess. Yeah, the weight loss thing, which yeah, talked about. Um, that was pretty wacky.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I just read. Uh, we had worker and parasite. Oh my god! Eastern Europe's favorite cat and mouse duo. Very <laughs> wacky. <laughs> that was amazing. It was like a avant-garde art.
0: Like, what yeah. It's the so hell was that? <laughs> took special note of what exactly happens in this thing. They talk, they walk around, they seemingly get in line at a factory, and then all of a sudden they're just uh, in a just, or- yeah. orange and. Black black background just of ab- squiggles ab- abstract space
1: for that reason <laughs> the worker and parasite show I love that they only had really two animations each it was like yeah. they wh- flap their arms and one would jump them and down and they just change position and do exactly the same animation
0: yeah but it was also a really clever way in the story for them to show how Krusty is failing at the moment, that, yeah, his cartoon property, which a lot of his viewers might just be watching his show for, the itchy mm-hmm. and scratchy, yep. Yep. is moved over to the more popular thing. Like, I thought that was a really clever detail in the story.
1: There's also a little quick where Gabbo says, all the kids in Springfield are SOBs, and then yeah. Brockman says it in the newspaper, is like, Gabbo, still number one, Brockman fired.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and um, like even though they sort of show that gabbo's downfall like was everyone's interested in the crusty special and now all they can do is secure ray j johnson
2: yeah. <laughs> oh man that's i like a... that as a
1: callback from yeah. when yeah crusty's talking about they had him on once it's also, yeah, for it precisely three times. seconds <laughs> i have no idea who that is and there's that bit like in our other episode where hmm. homer talks about it and he's like you yeah can call yeah. me Ray." that's literally the only reference to ray j
0: johnson i even know yeah oh, apparently that was his deal he Told people what you can call him.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just don't call me lazy. I do three shows a day.
0: <laughs> yeah, so pretty wacky with like the celebrity things, like with Bette Midler doing her action movie thing. It was and... way
1: too funny, though. Yeah, Come on. Wackiness doesn't even remotely detract from the brilliance
0: of that. No, oh, definitely not. But how about the heart of this episode? Uh, did you guys feel the heart with the kids helping Krusty?
1: Um, I do like that Bart was so loyal you know, even when everyone's going over to Gabbo, he's still ripping on it, and is like, "No, Crossy's yeah. way." But he's the greatest entertainer ever, except for maybe that guy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I actually think it's interesting that it wasn't a point of contention with the the kids where Millhouse and Nelson like th- they had an opportunity there to go, "Oh, you're watching Crusty." Like,
1: mm. yeah, and, it's too to go back to that, I suppose it adds another layer into yeah. already
0: busy app. But, like, even Bart sort of accepting, oh, my God, he's really going downhill. Mm. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, I liked all the stuff with Lisa and uh, Bart helping him out. And But other than that, not very heartfelt at all. Mm. They were sort of really moving through the paces and just getting through, yeah, essentially seven celebrity appearances.
1: Yeah. No, I think the idea behind it was, like, a heartfelt help out of the friend type of thing. But yeah, yeah. didn't really pay off at any other point. Mm. And I don't really know if Krusty even said thank you. <laughs> yeah, he did give them fifty begrudgingly. Give them fifty percent of the t-shirts. <laughs> Unknowingly gave them fifty percent of the t-shirts. That's yeah. the sweetest plum. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Actually, in the end, I forgot to mention before. Yeah, Elizabeth Taylor is looking through the window at Moe's. Yeah, oh, she didn't see him <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, can see. Yeah, no, yeah, right. I, It's like she's obscured and everything. Like, yeah, just subtle detail. It's really nice. All right, uh, how would you watch this episode again? Yes. Yeah, probably. Me too. Let's put it in a playlist. So, yeah, super massive celebrity guest yeah, appearances.
1: Krusty episodes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Krusty specials. Mm. I think he's had a couple of... He's had a couple. The Krusty comedy classic, KKK. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, yeah, musical moments as well. Like, the reason I wanted to do this one today is because we're actually working towards doing the all singing, all dancing clip show show episode of The Simpsons, mm-hmm. and we've almost finished watching all the episodes it references. Yeah, we
1: want to watch all the shows it's referencing before we get to the clip show. So. You can uh, not invite me to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... Um, You'll get to hear See My Verse" again. Yeah. I have YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you do actually bring up a good point where um, the ballads really did slow it down. Like,
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't like singing in TV shows almost full stop. My Vest being the exception.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And so the slow ones, I just find, especially in a comedy show where they try, I I just feel like you're being forced into the heartfelt moment, which is why I don't like those songs to start with. Oh, definitely. You can't manipulate me, Simpsons. I know you're trying to make me feel sad things. (laughs) But But I won't. Yeah, I
0: refuse. But at least they balanced it out with a little bit of a give it away, give it away, give it away now. Mm -hmm. We think
1: it's significantly improved lyrics. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, they it was actually the artist singing
1: that rather than just one of yeah, the characters. Yeah.
0: So yeah, so, yeah you tie this in with like bands in The Simpsons when bands appeared, maybe tie this with the REM episode and
1: Yeah, and you can definitely put this in Bart and Lisa save Krusty. Yeah. Like yep. that's gotta be an eight ten episode strong playlist. Ventriloquism done appearances of gatto he does come oh, up yeah, in yeah. and, oh, and much, he... much later. So, was he a dummy or was he a small boy painted up to look like a dummy? I because he, was, he does get up and move around a hell of a lot. And time. there was a lot of dancing. Mm, and then yeah. when the other guy, no one's watching him and he's calling the children of Springfield little SOBs, and the guy's like, don't say that. someone <laughs> will hear you. It's like, that's a weird conversation to have by yourself with your ven- Ventriloquist, man. Yeah, yeah I was, about to say, I was <laughs> halfway through that sentence, like, oh, maybe they are that weird. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you would be, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what is it? I, I play with dolls and talk to myself and not the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> Good. doesn't make it a lot better, though. <laughs> um, For a kid's show, yes, it does. Yes. BT, what would you change about this episode?
1: Um, I don't really want to tighten up that beginning. There's something just that drags about it a little bit. I'm not too sure what it is or how so to do it. So the Hollywood
0: squares it. into the Gabbo hype. Which part dragged?
1: I'm not sure. Just the general vibe of just... Because I was really sitting there going, wow, this is very... I was just a little off here for such a you know an episode that I know is good. I was very like, "Ooh, this might not even crack a silver at this point." And ooh, yeah, but uh, I'm not sure exactly what. Maybe I just had gas. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, It could it could be a condition of now that it's mm. 20. Now that I know exactly where it's going. Well, and also it's like 20 years later. Everyone's like the way that they tell stories on TV or in all media is now accelerated so quickly Mm. because people are used to understanding how tv shows you a story so now like they used to this i saw this article once where they were saying there's a dustin hoffman movie that starts out where his wife left him but he walks into the door calls out for his wife he's not there walks over to the kitchen table there's a letter on the table it has his name on it he's like oh this is weird what's this he opens it up pulls it out he reads it the camera pans down the text he reads it out loud it says john i've left you for somebody else i don't love you anymore he kind of turns around looks at the open window falls to his knee and cries. Like, that's a 10-minute scene of this guy at the beginning of the movie. And Mm -hmm. now, literally you do a shot where the door opens and you see a car that says dear John. And that's yeah. the entire scene. It tells you the same thing. So mm. yeah, you yeah. need visual storytelling is yeah. kind of accelerated. Yeah. So you become mm. more used to it. So it may suffer from that. I mean, I agree. Did the Gabbo stuff went on for way too long. The who is Gabo's mm. thing kind of did drag for me as well.
0: And, and yeah, his, uh, you're going to like me, love me song. That probably could have been tightened up a bit. Get the songs out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, so what exactly about that? I'm not sure, but just to tighten it up. I don't yeah. know what exactly, but something about that's just a little off to me.
0: Yeah, I don't person what I'd personally would change about it. I guess I'd probably would have cut like two or three guest stars, but ultimately I think this is really what the episode was going for was to have this many notable people in an episode, yeah. so it's kind of hard to criticise them for that, but, you know, and now we mentioned the whole crusty weight loss thing, that didn't need to happen. Mm. And that it was pr- definitely for time, yeah. And yeah, it probably could have been cut and um, add yeah, some more stuff with the celebrities or something. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
1: Obviously, they couldn't get, who knows, but... Uh, or even just more rehearsing for the show type of stuff, because yeah. there's yeah. a,
0: a lot of gags in there, so... Yeah, because, um, yeah, the only rehearsal they had was with Luke Perry. Mm-hmm. And then, and yeah, well, like we were saying, the show didn't actually have a climactic finish. And yeah. it probably would have been nice if Wind Beneath My Wings was like the last final number, you yeah. know, rather than doing that network executive jokes, which I mean, not landed, but it could have been servicing the story a lot better to have them go, and that's been our show. Let's go to Moe's or something.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it seems like it could have ended on a higher note rather than. Anyway, it was very kind of. And that's how we all learn to listen. Yep. To stuff. You said this venue could hold 50,000 people.
2: Yeah, were no, 50,000
1: people here yesterday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, uh, uh, and Barney head. just like, we want Chili
1: Willings. <laughs> yeah, how many times have you done that?
0: Uh, uh, all the time. And then you go to the Chili Peppers concerts and that's all anyone shouts. And <laughs> you can get a stadium full of people shouting that. Uh, Phil, what would you change about the episode?
1: I'd change the back end, I think. I would uh, remove both of the songs. Yep. And I would put more... Juggling Cars. More <laughs> <laughs> cars, And more Luke Perry cannons. Yep. And they were the highest for
0: me. Yep. You can have songs, but as long as jo- Johnny Carson sing them while juggling a car. What was he singing?
2: <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> <ball> <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that opera's called. That, yeah.
0: that song. Right in, opera fans. <laughs> the one that's also in uh, Dusk app on uh, Counter-Strike. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. There we go. That's uh, how I Google it. <laughs> so, I think we've covered all the musical moments. There were a lot of them, so mm, forgive yeah. us if we haven't. BT, any other notes?
1: Let me check my notes. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, I do like the little quick um, live from Springfield, the entertainment capital of this state. Yeah. <laughs> just avoiding telling you where it is again. It's a nice little. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, there is one more, just old oh, <laughs> I just wanted to sing it again. And now the uh, <laughs> crazy old man singers. <laughs> Oh man, she, hey, what's used? To be? And
0: just the shuffling of the feet sound effect as yeah. well. Is that the
1: first appearance of that character? Multiple all? shuffles. Uh,
0: old Jewish guy, I believe, yeah. is his name. Uh, I think it might be, maybe he was... In the uh,
1: Retirement Castle before that or something?
0: Yeah, it might have ha- had one-off appearances.
1: <laughs> but... You making any money? Nah, that guy's giving it away for free. Yeah. <laughs> I like that he's standing behind the guy giving it away for free, for trying to make money off it. Yeah. Yep. You know? <laughs> go across the other side of the
0: road. And <laughs> another funny thing, like they didn't actually have, show the old man dancers. No. They just have a static shot of Krusty just befuddled, like. <laughs> yeah,
1: the fact that the they're all, fair all the same voice and yeah. all the same step. You know what's going on. Somehow they've just got multiple the same old yeah. Jewish guy Put a bunch of beers behind him. And like, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Phil, did you have any other notes about this episode?
1: Uh, Only other two gags that I've not mentioned so far is when Krusty's yeah. out of work and he's doing a audition for Melrose Place, and, she, <laughs> yeah. and he's like with a woman and she says, "I just don't know what to do anymore," and Krusty's like, "From now on, I'll do the thinking for both of us." And yeah. they lean in, they kiss, and then her nose pushes into his nose and he goes,
2: "Yeah, a
0: little bit <laughs> of a clown honk."
2: because
1: <laughs> and, yeah, and then there's another one. There's a spinning paper gag. Where um after Quimby's said, oh, I know that I use taxpayer money to pay off my uh, loan sharks or something. No, no, it's uh, I I use oh, taxpayer, taxpayer yeah, money right. to have someone killed. Yeah, by t- my opponent, t- one t- my <laughs> killed, and then it has a little spinning newspaper, and it's like yeah. I think G- G- Quimby re in landslide. Yeah. two, two more, more bodies. Two yeah. more bodies <laughs> discovered in river. It's
0: I'm so like, dark. It's so real. dark, but I love it. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, it's one of those things where. Because it was done in a clever way and it was pretty subtle, like it doesn't actually make you think that Quimby's a monster, even though he is. <laughs> Clearly is. But I think
1: it's like that's definitely kind of they're being edgier because, they, you know, you do the first gag out loud yeah. and, and then it was only the bottom corner of the newspaper that spanned out. So you had to yeah. kind of really be paying attention and reading. And if you were 12 at the time,
0: yeah. you probably were Ah, spinning newspaper gags. So another mm-hmm. another long-lost relic. Now it's just spinning iPads. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's very I bad. I wish that was it. true. <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps switching from landscape to portrait. Yeah. Oh, you're like, the fucking apple. <laughs> Damn it, just
0: screen lock. There, there. <laughs> All right, so my last few notes for this episode is uh, Renya Wolfcastle's appearance at the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? My son's a nerd.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, my new film, my son is a nerd. <laughs> I have a, Son returns from an overseas college, and I am horrified to learn that he is a nerd. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. laughing already.
0: It's not, not a, a comedy. comedy. Oh, um, we get a classic uh, Homer's uh, thought. Pr- uh, we get a, a fantastic <laughs> yeah. Homer's thought thinking, <laughs> yep. using all of his brain power, and all it it's is is a sleeping a mule, mule surrounded <laughs> <laughs> by around. flies. Yeah. yeah, they sort of do a fourth wall break, but I didn't actually like this joke much where Bart goes oh all Gabbo needs now is a hook and Gabbo does his one liner I'm a bad little boy I Carumba. yeah
1: I had that written down I was like "Uh, it's kind of early on I suppose yeah kind of making fun of
0: themselves but yeah I think it would have been funnier when this episode came out but because there's been so many of those like stare to camera Mm. here's my catchphrase yeah crusty talking about all the other shows that he's beaten brings up the special olympics oh yeah, yeah. i slotted the special olympics
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so i like many. someone had to remind him as well don't forget the special olympics yeah oh yeah <laughs> just ruin
0: them just get nostalgic over <laughs> <laughs> destroying the special olympics i love what they do with the slot cars uh, because as well like when i was growing up i had a friend that was really into them but i didn't get the fucking appeal
1: uh they're it, pretty boring after about the- yeah Third minute. What if you put your train on there?
0: <laughs> and I always wanted to do that, but he'd never let me <laughs> put alternate things in his slot cars. Now let's
1: throw crud on it.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing. With the slot cars, if you pick the inside track, that was all you needed to do. Oh, <laughs> well, the curves are tighter, though. You have to slow down more. Ah. That's why my slot car kept sending off in... Yeah, it's it very hard
1: to teach a young boy that not to go 100% as <laughs> yeah. often as possible. Like,
2: yeah, Yeah, how
1: zzz. many times we were even playing Mario Kart the other day, and you're like, oh, the break's this button. Like, there's a break.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> playing on our SNES Classic. <laughs> Loving that thing. So little. So little. Danny. The uh, Gabo crank call I thought this was weird just because in the context of the Simpsons like Bart does a crank call yep. and Krusty's never done a crank call but I think I saved it by This is
1: anyone but Steve Allen you're yeah. stealing my bet
0: yeah, by saving it, uh, tying it to Steve Allen first, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, it is just one of those things that just stops and make you think of, wait, that's sort of more Bart's deal, but whatever.
1: Also, we've never seen Cross to do that yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Had a good grandpa line. Um, oh, the fax machine is just a waffle iron with a phone attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> it was odd. And a subtle way that they uh, showed how successful Gabbo was getting was, um, and we'll be back after this commercial for Gabbo a- Airlines. Airline. Yes. Um, another Bet Midler thing that I loved, it wasn't actually her, it was Crossy uh, going, oh yeah, we owned a racehorse together. We- cruddler <laughs> cruddler Beautiful. Uh, and My last note is, uh, I love how Hefner was failing the love test in Moe's Bar.
1: Yeah, a cold fish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: that was an excellent little detail. All right. Well, if that's all our notes, I think it's time to rank this thing. Okay. I agree. Ranking this thing, let's do it right now. Phil. <laughs> um yeah, I'm
1: I think I'm gonna go silver. Yeah? I think, I think not that it's bad, but I think it's just I've seen it so many times and it's so dated now that it's hard to get excited about the same thing again. Sure. Yeah, but it's good. It's jam-packed w- with jokes, obviously jam packed with celebrities. Mm-hmm. Not badly done. Story's a bit light, ending's a bit weak, beginning's a bit low.
2: Yeah,
0: silver. Yeah. Alright, um I'm gonna give it a gold. Like I I sort of wanted this to be a QZ all the way through, but even mm. like with an episode that's so jam-packed with cultural references and it's not doing that thing where it's uh, the the criticism of The Simpsons where it's, you know, f- defining culture versus just participating in it like they do with yeah. the Lady Gaga episode. Mm-hmm. Like this one, I felt like they were, everything still felt very Simpsons-y and everything, it, it was just missing that X factor for me, like that does push it into the cubic. So yeah, I'm going gold, BT.
1: Uh, I am on a Gilver, but, uh, I think I'm going to, yeah, I'm following the guts, they're saying gold. So yep. even though I have complaints about the episode, I do feel the, the beginning is, uh, just off a little bit. Um, but it just, it gets so damn good. You have so many good quotable moments from this one. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's a gold.
0: Cool. Well, I think, yeah, dull gold. That actually sounds like a good spot for Hmm. it. This will join other episodes like Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment uh, when they get the illegal cable TV. Uh, No Disgrace Like Home, I think we all reviewed that one. The first appearance of Dr. Marvin Monroe and the electroshock thing. Homer to the Max, where he changes his name, Max Power, that should be ranked higher. It yeah, really, that should. seems like it should be up there. Uh, Simple Simpson, where Homer becomes Pie Man, that's another dull gold, and the good and the bad and the drugly from season 20, I like that episode. Okay, sitting pretty. Yeah. yeah. In, in good company. No, this was good. I mean, we didn't have any standout episodes, but we didn't also didn't have any fucking waiting Miserable down. Miserable failures, <laughs>
1: yeah. Nothing sucks but sometimes I like the sucky ones because I can get angry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Getting angry is fun. Listen to Teenage Wasteland part two. Yeah. Oh, we
0: are so tired and angry in that episode. <laughs> but yeah, especially like the last few weeks, we've had like, Both the teens and the HD episode be a a, a participant or less. So this was actually a like a nice change to do only good episodes today. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for the algorithm for working it out. So all right, I think it's time we go eat some food. Delicious, Mm. Phil. Thank you for
1: joining me tonight. Pleasure as always. I love being in the new space. It's uh, very egg cartony.
0: Yep. (laughs) What it lacks in oxygen, it makes up for in sound quality. BT, thank you as always. Food. Yep. (laughs) And I've been your host Elliot J O'Neill That was episode 60 of The Simpsons Index And that's all the mustard in the house Thank you for checking out The Simpsons Index Podcast Don't forget to go to www.thesimpsonsindex.com For the spreadsheet and information about upcoming episodes
2: And for today's extra content.
1: Come on, we have to wrap this up. Food's coming.
0: It'll be delicious too.
1: Mm-hmm. Gonna be delivered.
0: And fire agent? Ah, oh, fire agent.
1: Hmm. We like have a... to fire that agent. Not like. Hello, a... I'm an agent Not of fire. fire. <laughs> Which would be pretty awesome if you <laughs> would. <laughs> I represent fire. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm here for the
0: burning of things. <laughs> oh, that'll be food.
1: You can hear everything. It's amazing. How did you even hear that? in a soundproof room or is that oh it's calling him oh. you know what we're, we're, we're fools for that the fools call yeah. it yeah. yeah that seems like we should have really figured out the phone part um so BT yeah how would you like to rate this quickly so we can eat food I would like to hmm I'm um, um, um would you rate it poop or not poop I would rate it not poop Yeah. Oh, good interesting <laughs> and Elliot would you rate this so poop or not poop I would rate it not poop thank you Elliot Bouvier. <laughs> it's a flawless Elliot, you know it. <laughs> and we're back.
2: Right, so hey,
1: you got, got to say we're back. For now, and then we'll be able to... Yeah, no worries. Hey. Also, we've left a surprise for you. Unless you press pause. In which case, no surprise. He'll hear it in the edit. That's what I mean.
0: <laughs> uh, kind of surprised that you should be turning the radio up. I don't know. yes, we <laughs>
1: farted into the mics. <laughs> Ironically, I farted into my own mic and now it syncs. Yeah <laughs> every time I fought I record a podcast
2: Gareth <laughs> <Gross. laughs> All right I'm podcast